ASMR. (laughs) 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 All right. There's the palate cleansers kicking in. Palate cleansers were uh, were primo. Primo, Primavera. Primavera. Well, there's a lot of great Italian restaurants in town. Speaking of Primavera. I know it's random, <laughs> but that's what it reminds me of. And there are, there's some amazing Italian are you, restaurants. Have you, do you go to a lot of Italian restaurants? Well, I or? just order a <laughs> with my DoorDash. <laughs> I order a lot of Italian. <laughs> Continuing the hermit Yeah, well, process. I mean, I mean, yeah, because like on Saturdays, I like to watch a movie. Or on Friday, usually on Saturdays, I'll, I'll watch like... That's like my catch kind of day. You take yourself out for like a movie night kind of thing? Yeah, well, kind of, but <laughs> that's weird. But no, no, I just... <laughs> light I just, that's light like some my, candles in the living room? That's like my nerd day. That's like my... Where I catch up on What If, where I catch up on like uh, like Star Wars. If they have new Star Wars episodes, which they don't because there's not anything right now. That actually sounds pretty great, um, actually. But I yeah, so I catch up on like What If, Marvel stuff. So if I, like, I remember I ordered Black Widow one of the, a couple weekends ago because I you know hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I, I went to go see fucking uh, Shang-Chi in theaters, so that was different. I watched it, was, it as well. It was also way. on a Saturday. Yeah, it was also on a Saturday. So, yeah, every Saturday, I try to go to, like, you know, somewhere. I went to, I went to watch Venom a couple weekends ago. I think last weekend on Saturday, Alamo Draft House. So, you're, you're, you're definitely getting caught up on the nerdverse. Yeah, well, I'm just, you know, I just like to, you know, watch things that I enjoy, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. I, will, I, I did see uh, Shang-Chi as well. Um I think it was pretty good. It was, I thought it was it pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, action packed. You know, um, there was definitely the uh, humor that Marvel likes to throw into their movies. Yeah, the campy humor. Yeah. And and they uh, almost sort of introduced the new set of Avengers towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the movie. You know, like they uh, they show you know the remaining people, Captain Marvel, uh, obviously Shang Chi, and I don't know why his girlfriend was there. Uh, well, his best friend. Yeah, it's a platonic. I don't know if they're, uh, it's a platonic relationship that is lovers. pretty obvious. That at the very least, she probably is into him. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't to know. be fair, the guy's jacked. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, he's pretty sexy, dude. <laughs> he's Canadian. Is it can- what? He's Canadian, really? Yeah, I think he's Canadian. Yeah. God damn, we just don't have any good American actors anymore. I guess not. We like they're all Canadian or British or Australian yeah. or fucking something else. Yeah, Aquafina's from Queens though, so she's from here. Is she really? Aquafina is the the lover or the yeah yeah, yeah yeah. She's funny. She comes out in uh, um, Crazy Rich Asians too. Yeah, I've never seen Crazy Rich Asians, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty funny movie too. I mean, yeah. it's it's I don't know. I mean, it's got some pretty sappy aspects to it, but it's a good yeah, movie. It is a, it is a good movie. It's, it's, it's like a rom com. I feel yeah yeah. You know the you know the I only... know a lot of ladies like it. I, I know that <laughs> other ladies have mentioned to me. Oh yeah, it comes out in Crazy Rich Angels, and I was like, I've never seen that movie. Like, yeah, you got You got to get caught up with that <laughs> yeah, for the I ladies, know, I know, bro. Man, I know. I get a. I need a. You know, be knowledgeable about it so I can talk. Yeah, I I laughed. No, was... I think that's mine actually. Oh, there's. There's some. I mean, there's there's a lot of Marvel stuff going on, especially right now. Like, what if? I mean, I, have you seen the the season, the ending of What If? Yeah, I watched it, dude, um, last Saturday. Yeah. Oh, on, you watched it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Fucking great ending. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a great. It was great. pretty cool. Although, you know, I'm gonna be honest. There was definitely some aspects where I was like, okay, we're getting back to the part where Marvel intentionally nerfs the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 antagonist. Because, mm. like, I mean, the entire after fucking. Infinity game, Infinity. Oh my God! Now I'm doing your thing. After Infinity War, <laughs> um, 
Everybody was like, there were so many fucking ways that they could have killed Thanos and stopped Thanos and done this and that and like yeah, like chopped off his arm. Yeah, they were like they could have chopped off his arm. Or or Ant Man could have literally yeah. gone into his ear and gone just fucking and, exploded, and then yeah. his head's gone. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, true. there's all kinds of stuff that they were <laughs> the like. The meme was that he would go in his asshole and just like, <laughs> oh my and then god, split him in dude. half from his like Jesus asshole. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it was weird. That was a weird one. I don't know why that. <laughs> <laughs> took off, but it did. It was a popular meme back in the day. Yeah. Well, and there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff that they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, there, this could have been. This could have been, you know, super easy to win." And yeah. then that's exactly what Ultron does. Well, he takes one look at him and just fucking cuts him in half yeah, with the infinity. I mean, with the mind stone. Mind stone. Which is like, why didn't Vision do that? Like, True. Vision decided to like sacrifice himself instead of just cut him in half. Yeah, I don't know. Chad Ultron. <laughs> beta beta fucking cuck vision <laughs> oh my god he was he was definitely fucking ultra chad vibes he was bro he's like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking destroy all the multiverses <laughs> rid all sentient life and then and then we have sorcerer supreme strange like supreme dark yeah dark strange that's like good though so yeah but he's and, and also then he, like and then super he like sacrifices himself op to fucking create a pocket universe yeah, yeah. and hold it inside of his own pocket universe. The only thing I can, I, I, I guess because it's like, uh, like, I don't know, I feel like they've really underplayed in Cinematic Universe so far, like the power of magic, like the supernatural side of MCU or like Marvel, because there's a lot of like, you know, magic characters in Marvel as well, you know, Doctor Strange being the mo- the paramount one, like, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And like... um. The only reason they didn't get clapped up by fucking Ultron is because uh, because Doctor Strange like protected them, and that's yeah, why. Yeah. And he even mentions it in the in the episode. He's like, "Why aren't you fucking dying? Like every like every other version I faced have died." Like yeah, well, I, and it's it's not like he's new it's to like, seeing yeah, the Avengers. Like yeah, he's done it a million times, exactly, probably yeah, multiple times in multiple universes, clapping them up. And he's like, "What the fuck? Like why can't I fucking you know clap you up?" And he's yeah. like, "Oh, it's because of you, you piece of shit. Why so can't like, I clap you up? Yeah, why can't I clap them cheeks?" <laughs> and so he's like, "Doctor Strange, oh." It's because of you, so I have to kill you first, and then yeah. Yeah, everybody dies. Well, and then he targets yeah. him. He yeah, does. He but does. Yeah. Yeah. but a, even then, even then, fucking Doctor Strange is like holds out against him. I'm like, God damn. You, well, Dr. and Strange? it's also because he's stra- he's Strange Supreme. I mean, he's yeah, a, Strange. Supreme. He absorbed you know yeah, millions of entities. creatures, entities. Yeah, over hundreds of years. True. So he's he's yeah he's all powerful, or yeah. he's like he's souped up. He's souped up, Strange. Definitely, which souped. debunks your your theory that he's going to come out in Spider Man. No, it doesn't. Because he's not—he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. So why would he hurt Spidey? I didn't say he was a bad guy. I said that that could be Strange Supreme. Well, maybe I did say that he's a bad guy. Yeah, but because you said he's okay, going to do something okay, okay. bad. To maybe, Spidey. maybe maybe he is the bad guy. Maybe maybe I did say he's a bad guy. But yeah. that doesn't mean that he isn't the Doctor Strange that's in there. True. Because now be. we know that he can escape his pocket. Universe. Yeah, he can. Yeah. At the very least, he's you know he's elevated to a level where he already can see Uatu. He can communicate with Uatu, true, the Watcher. True. So he's able to escape his pocket universe. He did so already. So mm-hmm. who fucking knows? I mean, you never know. Maybe See, and maybe he doesn't yeah. have necessarily bad intentions for Peter. Yeah. Maybe he's just kind of fucking around. But True. I don't know. I mean, I I I, yeah. I still think there's a possibility. I think that's a theory you heard it here first on Nerds and Slurred Words. But anyways, Dude, we're I, <laughs> we're already ten minutes in. We haven't even said hello. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Go Lopez. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Episode six, Episode six of, of Nerds and Slurred Words. Nerds and Slurred Words. Um, Goyo already sounds like he's slurring, and he hasn't even had a sip yet. I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired from today. I was stressed we're, out. Yeah, we're we're recording on a on a Wednesday because yeah. we didn't get to do it this past weekend. So unfortunately, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was 
I was seeing balloons, bro. Yeah, it was it was a hot air balloon. Yeah, it was hot air balloons. That's what I because you said balloons, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, I was gonna go helium? just watch a clown blow up balloons and fucking let him helium watch and let them go. <laughs> like weather balloons, <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, like like think of something romantic. The oh, balloons, yeah, like hot air balloons where you go up and you take pictures. Like, oh my god, look, take a picture of me, babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I understand. It's I the aesthetics. I understand. I asked about the aesthetics. Was it pretty? It, it was nice, yeah. Was we really didn't nice. we didn't actually get to see too much, um, oh, just shit. because the uh, the weather was not too great. Uh, uh, but we did we did get to see several balloons inflate, um, so it was it was really nice. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was pretty cool. You know, we're gonna hopefully plan another trip out there and go watch them again. Yeah. Episode six, dude. Who the fuck like actually thought we'd get to episode six? I mean, every I every know. single week we're like, oh my god, we didn't think we'd get here. Yeah, I don't and we're know. only six episodes in, so I yeah. guess it's not that much of an achievement. What but are we gonna do for ten for episode ten? What are we gonna do? I don't know. Just get. Pissed drunk. <laughs> Just see how many we can b- fucking down. Yeah, I don't, maybe we should save it for like episode fifty. You know, if we get there, episode fifty. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we got we got some heavy beers today. We do. So go ahead and tell us about them. We got some so special is- imported. We, we you know we've been kind of to Germany. Now we're kind of also sticking to the European area, but this time it's a different country. So. Well, so so again. Okay, I, I, you know, people have said I always say the fucking thing again. I say again, again, again. It's fucking mm, weird. That's true. Anyways, I that I also say anyways a lot. So that's like a thing. Germany, obviously known for their beers. Deutschland, Deutschland. They are known for their beers. Mm-hmm. But so is Belgium. Mm. Belgium has some really good beer. They got a lot of Belgian ales. That's what they're known for. Belgian ale. Which is actually, I think that uh, that Devil's Backbone that you had is Belgian as well. Yeah, I didn't have... Oh, did I have it? I did have it. I did have it. It kicked my ass. <laughs> I did have it. I had it. Yeah, that, I, one's, I, that one's a dark one. That one's a... That's a it's a kicker. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell I, you that. I had it at Elmo Draft House. I really like Elmo Draft House. It's definitely my favorite like movie venue. I've gotten <clears> to <throat> more into films in the past year. And like, uh, definitely my favorite like film movie movie venue. Sorry, nah, not film venue. Yeah, film venue, I guess. Um, to go see like movies. So and then and they also serve like a lot of draft beer. So I always like ordering beer. When I can't. I, go. I can't fucking wait until we have cameras in here because <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking funny when people realize what you do when you like. Like when you kind of like when you get to a point where you like sort of monologue a little bit, yeah. you close your eyes and I'm, just I'm, I'm visioning, I'm, I'm envisioning the dark, you know, beautiful atmosphere of 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 a fucking Alamo Draft House, and they're bringing me my beer, and then I tell them I ordered online, baby, and they're like, okay, I got you, and I'm like, fuck yes. I don't have to order anything. They look, his eyes know. are closed right now. They already know what He's I want. He's smelling the air. So he already good. knows what it and is. And their fish and chips are fucking good, too. It's Fish good. and chips, yeah. Yeah, their fish and chips are pretty good. Everything else there is... Eh, it depends. It depends on what you order. It's eh. Most of the stuff is okay. It's pretty good, though. I like their fi- I'm a fan of their fish and chips, though. Anyways, we're talking you, about beer, you, not fish and chips. Are you, <laughs> are you ready for this? Yeah. Hold oh, on. We got the... Oh, oh yeah. We got, we got some bottles. Oh, yes. Pass oh, me. that smells great. Pass me the, the uncapper. So, the uncapper. I, I looked it up this time because I, I realized I was mispronouncing the beer that we had last last podcast. Oh, yeah? The uh, the Bat Out of Hells. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, it's actually pronounced Bat Out of Hellas. Bat Out of Hellas. I mean, that's, even that's probably like a white way to pronounce it, but <laughs> which I guess is ironic because Germans are white, right? But, yeah. But... What are you doing? You I'm, not, not, I'm just lifting up the, the phone. You not, I didn't infidel. Ta- I didn't taste it. I didn't taste it. <laughs> he almost tasted it out of the bottle. It tastes like metal. Because <laughs> it's, you know, the cap was there. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
so we got a little bit different of a beer. Like we were, we're kind of hinting at it right now. We got, we went to Belgium this time. Belgium for Mahedsu, Mahedsu. What? Mahedsu. 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 I don't know. It's it's like a French pronunciation almost. Yeah. I looked it up. Mahedsu. I think is. I think that's closest to where it's the way it's pronounced. Really. Belgian triple ale. A triple triple. Look at this pour. Let's get this pour going. Oh. Oh, what a beautiful color. Oh, my God. That's like honey. Yeah, it's like a honey, like amber color. It's gorgeous. There's a lot of carbonation in there. A lot of carbonation. Yeah, a lot of carbonation. Very bubbly. It's beautiful, though. What a beautiful, like... This looks like it should be in a commercial. It looks like the Jurassic Park where where, where they have, like, the mosquito and the amber. That's what it reminds me of. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is true. Very ambery. It's like, you know, beautiful... Tree sap that's been liquefied. Tree sap. I don't know if that's appetizing, but it, it, it looks really. There he goes with his description. Yeah, it's honey. I would I would call it honey. honey that's what I would call yeah. it. Super orange. Yeah, it's very orangey. Has an orangey. Very October y. Yeah, not not very clear. Not uh, very clear. It's a little pretty hazy. hazy. Yeah. yeah, pretty hazy. Very uh, effervescent. You know, very carbonated. A lot of bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me more. What a what a beautiful pour. Look at mm. that. Just like the foamy head that you get on top. Mm. Mm, Delicious. She's divine. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Mahetsu. Mahetsu. Mahetsu? Yeah. I wonder how you... I think it's Mahetsu. 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 Something like that. My French is terrible. Wow. But... Jesus. It is a triple. Yeah. And I looked it up. The pronunciation is actually just triple. It's spelled T-R-I-P-E-L triple, instead triple. of L-E. It's a type of uh, mm-hmm. ale. But, yes, it's a Belgian-style triple. This particular one mm-hmm. is a 10 percenter. Oh, my God. Pretty high up there. Yeah, I saw that on the label. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's 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 a kicker. Oh, baby. You, re- you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, he's got the... He's got the 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 craft beer hole the chalice the, t- <laughs> the chalice grip <laughs> listen to the degree of your king yeah. peasants here it comes mm. oh my gosh oh wow that is sweet that's strong <laughs> yeah there's a there's it. a <clears throat> there's a lot of like alcohol behind that you can taste definitely. it Definitely. I mean, it's it's ten percent, right? It's supposed to be very very strong. It's, yeah, it's strong, but uh, very sweet. Yeah, um, I was about to say it's it, the aftertaste pleasant. Yeah, the very fi- pleasant. yeah, the finish is very very sweet. Very very surprisingly pleasant. Has a good smell too. Ooh, you can you can hear that that sniff. Definitely, mm. the finish is super sweet. This, yeah, like it starts off. Um, it kind of bites a little bit. Like you can like the carbonation definitely kicks. And then obviously you get that kind of boozy taste, mm-hmm. but definitely a very sweet finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, uh, really fruity. I'm almost. very surprised by how smooth that finish. You're right. This this is like a buttery smooth. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you're right. It, it kicks you a little bit when you drink it, like a little fizzy. It's a little fizzy. Yeah, kind of like kind of like the sprite from McDonald's. It bites a little bit, you know, bites back. <laughs> but but but. But after that, it's very pleasant. It's very smooth. <laughs> this dude just compared it to the Sprite from McDonald's. <laughs> it's a little, it has a little bite to it. You know what oh, I'm my God. I spicy. can't believe I just heard that shit. Oh the Sprite from gosh. McDonald's hit, dude. I don't, know it, what, I don't know what the fuck they put in there. But 
it's a little spicy, dude. It's a spicy. It, it is a little spicy. Yeah. Um, holy shit! You can. Oh, that's that's very alcoholic. Yeah. Very boozy. Yeah, but it has a lot of yeah booze in there. So <clears throat> if you want to have a good time, this will do it for you. Yeah, I'm like clearing my throat right now. <laughs> that shit, that shit kicks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. Twenty IBUs. Not super strong. You can taste it. The, the yeah. bitterness is not necessarily present. It's, it's the bitterness I, is not what hits. It's more say, the alcohol content yeah, that you can taste. I would say there is no bitterness. Almost like I, all I taste is the after, like the smooth aftertaste. Really, yeah. But maybe it's because I'm like my taste buds are deadened to IBU. I don't know. Well, so the uh, the kicker behind a Belgian triple like this is actually the yeast taste. Mm. It doesn't necessarily rely on the malts or the hops in this in this type of beer. Yeah, I wasn't getting a very hoppy smell from it. Yeah, there's there's a definitely some floral aroma in there. Yeah, it was yeah, there's something. You get some fruity stuff in there. You know, you get some like almost like there's like peaches uh, that you kind of get in the aftertaste. Not in the aftertaste, like in in the yeah, it smells like, like on the end of yeah, the like smell. sweet, like syrupy almost kind of yeah smell. It smells good. It smells good. Um, so these types of beers are known. For being really easy to drink, really? Yeah. Well, it is. It is easy to drink. They're, they're known for being like kickers, like like yeah. high in alcohol concentration, but deceivingly easy to drink. Because normally, when you have something that, that that is this high in alcohol yeah. concentration, you're going to taste it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And this is this definitely masks it a good bit. It, I mean, you can still taste it. It's very present. You know, if you're, especially if you're looking for you know yeah. certain tastes. It's but. present, but like I said, it's very. It has the aftertaste is what really makes it. I think. Yeah. It's so smooth and buttery and sweet. Yeah, it's it's real good. It's definitely, definitely excellent beer. Yeah, great choice. So, great choice. Yeah, right. I mean, I, so I I was just looking for something a little bit different. You know, yeah, we've yeah. we've had a lot of Texas stuff so far. We've had genuine German beer. You know, which we is have, our, the have. Oktoberfest Martzen that we had. Oh, that was so good. It was it was delicious. Was I bought good. another fucking liter and yeah. mug. So like, <laughs> I've got I finished both of them too. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. So yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the Europeans so far. I, I don't know, like I like they Texas know how to stuff. make their. It, look, yeah. I'll tell you this: they've been doing it for a long for time. For a long time, most most of these you know uh, beers have been around for well over a hundred years. You know, they've perfected the art. That's what I will say. Yeah, yeah. This beer has not really. So this beer. Um, so let's 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 dive, clarify on something dive real quick. into the history let's let's clarify on something real quick mm-hmm. monks love beer <laughs> monks are really fucking good at making uh, beer catholics are alcoholics <laughs> didn't hear it from me dude i'm just, he's like trying to get the very last drops out of his <laughs> bottle too <laughs> you want to lick the rim or anything like don't tip me so yeah those, those monks they know how to brew their beers um, they do dude so the belgian triple yeah, is mm. it has there's two types of Belgian triples. There is a Trappist Belgian triple, yeah, okay. and there is an Abbey style Belgian triple. Mm-hmm. So Trappist means that it is brewed by certified Trappist monks. Oh, in other words, it's I, a it's an actual. So Trappist is a monastery, or Trappist is is a type of a city? Uh, It's like a. It's like a description of the monks that they are, I guess. Hmm. So there's there's two different. Uh, well, actually, so this one is is um, a different uh, area of monks. It's the Maritsu uh, Monastery, hmm. but the original beer was produced um, by Cistercian monks, I think, or Cistercian monks, something like that. I don't know how. It's yeah, there's called. a lot of monastic orders. There's a bunch of them. 
Yeah, there is a lot of monastic so I'm, orders. I'm thinking Trappist is probably a different monastic, like a different uh, order, right? Or uh, something along those lines. Yeah. So Trappist actually describes the the monks that brew within the walls of their monastery. Mm. Um, so and that, that's like these Belgian triples, like this. They're only mm-hmm. produced as long as they are produced, produced by those monks. Then the it can monastery. be considered a Trappist Belgian uh, triple. Oh, in the monastery, so right? It has to be other words, uh, otherwise it cannot. Like legally, it cannot. They have trademarks on it or wow. patents, whatever. I don't know. I think it's trademarks. Wow. Yeah. So the name triple. It's very misleading. Oh baby, it's a triple. Oh baby, a triple. Classic. I don't. I don't. So I found several different interpretations on what the name actually means. I'm leaning towards one of them being mm-hmm. the truth, but it's it's kind of confusing. So one of the interpretations says that it goes back to when a method called partigile was used to make different strength beers from the same mash. Um, which basically meant the grains would be remashed again and again that, sh- that yielded weaker warts. Um, and each of those, the, the brewers would assign it. Every time that it was mashed, the brewer would assign it a letter like an X. And so the first one would be an X, the second one would be two Xs, and then th- the third one would be three Xs. Mm. So they called it a triple. Right, and the point of it is that when they remash it, as far as I understand, when they remash it, the we- the wart is weaker. Right, so it's not as um, boozy tasting. I guess is mm. what, what and the- wart is. <laughs> Remind me what that is again. Wart is the unfermented beer. Unfermented beer. Also, it's a mixture. Right. Yeah. Um, and so of the yeast and the malts and the hops. Correct. Yes. Um, so that was one of the interpretations. Mm. The other one was that it stems from brewers using up to three times the amount of malt found in a strapper, a standard Trappist beer. I don't think that's true. Uh, all of the research that I did, nobody said that. Most of them actually said that the fermentation was re- what really differentiated the, uh, mm. the beer. So mm. The last one says that uh, it's nothing. What do you mean? <laughs> like it's literally like it's just called a triple. Like it's, it's just supposedly a nod towards the ABV of the beer um, because the the uh, alcoholic you know the alcohol by volume percentage is considerably higher than most others. Mm. So it's supposed to be like a nod, like oh, it's three times the amount of what a normal beer has. You know what I mean? Which mm. eh, I guess makes sense. Taking a, I'm taking a sip. Yeah, I'm taking a look at the bottle here. Yeah, he's investigating. <laughs> And there is stuff in Belgian that I cannot read. But it does look like it has a symbol. And the symbol is a picture of the glass in front of it. What looks to be some kind of stained glass window or a window of some kind. And it looks suspiciously like <laughs> like a religious symbol. Like like <laughs> yeah. the blood of Christ. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. They're, they're yeah. fucking those so I was like, it would make sense if this was made in a monastery, you know. By yep. the brothers. And so the brothers just do it because they enjoy it, or they do it because, like, I remember you mentioned that the German monks would do it because they had Lent, and so they would yeah, drink the so, beer over Lent, or so, they, or they yeah, just the, do the, it. The brothers, I mean, I, I, I don't know necessarily what their motivation was originally. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that a lot of the monks, their tradition with these types of beers, which is actually a tradition that is still held to this day with uh, genuine Trappist beers. Mm-hmm. The profits from most of these beers um, have to mostly go towards charities. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty wholesome. That's pretty cool. That's a it's a good way to take you know bring in profit from alcohol and turn it into something good. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what like charities they give to. I don't know. I guess. I I guess I should find out. But yeah, so and that and that is 
you know, and I'll get to it later. That is still a requirement of Trappist monks, you know, that they that they set forth for any brewers, because uh, Mahitsu is actually not uh, brewed in a monastery, but it is mm. licensed by, um, you know, the uh, the monks to allow use allow Mahitsu to continue brewing the beer. I see. Yeah, I like see. they they licensed it out to them. Yeah, so the monks gave him permission, basically. So, hey, yeah, you guys are cool. It's the, the Maritsu Abbey, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. Again, it has a bunch of Belgian words on it. It says, I don't know. That's a bunch of random shit. Abbeye Abadige. So, I assume that it's. Uh, and then underneath that, it says traditional Benic, Benic, Benedictine. 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 <laughs> So I mean I know Bene- the Benedict order is a monastic order so maybe it's like they're Benedictine monks. They are Benedictine monks. Ooh, called it. There you yeah, go. Yeah, they 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 follow the uh the original way of St. Benedict, I believe, which makes them Benedictine. Um yee. So the beer itself, it's an ale, which mm. means it's top fermenting. We've mm. talked about this. Yes, we talked about top fermentation. Top fermentation versus bottom fermentation, which I still as far as the research that I've done in mm. the past, you know, several months Still holds true. That's the difference between ales and lagers. And lagers. The top fermentation mm-hmm. versus bottom fermentation. So the yeast culture is what makes the top fermentation, you know, that it's st- the yeast Stays will at the collect top. at the top of the beer. Yeah. At the wort. So it's a Belgian style triple. Um, there are two types, like I said. It's the mm-hmm. Trappist and the Abbey style. They are known for being high in their ABV, which obviously holds true. The uh, This one is in particular is 10% mm-hmm. ABV. So this one would be a non a non trappist because it's not made in the confines of the monastery. Actually, it is trappist. Oh, it is trappist. I believe. Um, so from what I understand, it is trappist. They are licensed. Um, mm. You know, because they they are, were given the license by the Mahitsu Abbey. Okay. Um, to allow them to be able to produce the beers, and the monks do look in every once in a while to kind of check and. You know, check on the processes that they're using and stuff like that. And they make sure that most of the profits from this beer go to charities. So they, they try to stick to tradition. So And this beer in particular is very mm-hmm. traditional. Like the brewing methods and everything like that, they stick to yeah. tradition as much as possible. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But so the beer itself it is high in ABV, like I said. This one's actually lower on the IBUs. Really? So yeah, you said, the, you said this was, was in the 20s. You said it was a 20, yeah. They go up to like 45. Oh, my gosh. Usually. So it's like a drinking El Chingon. Jeez. Uh, El Chingon was in the 70s. Oh, never mind. I take it back. Yeah, El Chingon is unmatched. That shit is bitter. Yeah, it's very bitter. <laughs> wakes you up, though. It wakes you up. Um, and like I said, they are known for being too easy to drink. They have really high alcohol concentrations. They really lead you in, and they're like, oh, yeah, come get me some more. It's a honey pot. It's a honey pot. <laughs> it's a Venus flytrap. Yeah, it's a honey of, pot, bro. Uh, Venus flytrap of beers. That, that's actually probably a pretty accurate description. It's, you know, sweet smelling and draws you in like a little fly, like your little, you know, your little mosca. You're like, oh, it smells good. And you dive in, and you're like, holy fuck. Híjole. <laughs> and then, yeah, you take a sip, and it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that. Um, so the fermentation, like I said, is super important in these beers. So it's fucking crazy. I saw that they they get they get very they get very ballsy with these beers. The bottle says that it's re-fermented in the bottle. Yes. So and I'll get to that. So the fermentation um, sits at around sixty-five to seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. That is scary to most brewers. That's not. <laughs> that's that's pretty high. Really? Like that's that's pretty high in temperature. Yeah. I mean, normally, so bottom fermented beers are in the forty to fifties. 
Mm-hmm. Top fermented are usually in the 50 to 60s. In Celsius? Uh, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Oh, no. no, it's not Celsius. That would be boiling. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be boiling. Like boiling. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no. Fermenting, fermenting, you need it to be cooler. Um, so, yeah, mm. 40 to 50 for bottom fermenting, 50 to 60 top fermenting. So, this one's in the high 60s, low 70s, which is, that's high yeah. for, for top fermenting ales. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it is re-fermented in the bottle, which means it's never kegged. At no point does this beer get kegged. Wow. They only go straight to bottle. Damn. And so what they do when they when they say refermented, what they do is they put a little bit of sugar and a little bit of yeast mm. and then they and then they close it up. And they allow it to re-ferment in there and the the yeast activates with the sugar and you know creates the alcohol. Yeah. It injects it. <laughs> just imagine like the no, machine. No, keep making the fucking sound the, like the machine, you know, injecting the sugar and the yeast and it's just like you know, like, you know, pure, you know, fucking uh, penetrating it and penetrating the bottle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, on the bottle, I noticed something else that says the the Mare Dussault's Triple is a high fermentation Abbey beer. I've been pronouncing that name this entire time, and you absolutely butchered that. Mare Dussault? No, you know what you said? You said Mare Dussault. Marit the so I was thinking, you know, Americanized. Maritsu. 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 Sounds like that. I don't know. Yeah, so, dude, fucking imagine re-fermenting the beer that you already fermented. I mean, that's... What does that do? Just adds more alcohol? Yeah. It increases the alcohol percentage. And it also it also kind of changes the flavor profiles. So, what it does is it allows this beer to be one of those beers that ages well. Oh really? Yeah. So I, I was looking it up, and that's cool. There are people that will legit leave, leave this for like a year or two leave years. Leave it for a year? Yeah. Wow. So like, what we're doing right now is actually kind of a sacrilege because you just got back from specs with these. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so so we're, we're supposed to let them sit. Yeah, you're supposed to. Shit. So I mean, what what a lot of people do is they'll let it sit. Yeah. So what I would probably do, honestly, what I might do is keep a few of these and yeah. just leave them just leave them in there for a year or two leave them on a rack somewhere yeah and then and what does know. it do changes those flavor flavor profile yeah or? the flavor profile changes a lot i mean the yeast the i mean continues. first of all there's oxygenation that's in that isn't introduced i mean you can't you can't get around that yeah but the yeast will continue to activate because it's re-fermented in the bottle so the yeast will continue to activate with the sugars and it'll create very different flavor profiles some of them some people say that they get like hints of vanilla you know after a couple of years Wow, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I mean, wow. it's a very sweet beer. You can already taste a lot of different. Like, there's caramel in there to me, um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like the way that it the way that it evolves. You know, the flavor profile. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Um, so they even and uh, so the fermentation is so important to them. They even use square fermenters mm-hmm. because the fuck does that mean so okay <laughs> let me, let me, let's put it like this so normally normally what you have normally you have a, a yeah. conical uh a, what is it fucking cylindrical conical something like that yeah conical cone yeah, yeah it, it looks like a it looks like a cylinder mixed with a cone yeah that has a allows point. you to allows you to ferment yeah. right the problem it's is a spike right, sure upside down spike <laughs> the lag type yeah <laughs> Yeah, or stalagmite. I don't know which one is the fucking one that hangs from the roof. I think stalactite goes from from the roof. Yeah, right. I think yeah, so. That sounds right. On the ground. Yeah, it's it sounds right. Okay, so they have that, but the problem with that is Geology. that since it since it kind of peaks at the <laughs> bottom there, yeah. it builds up a lot of pressure, oh. which is not good because it inhibits the uh, the yeast expression. Under pressure, 
<laughs> Very good word association. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> David Bowie. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you know, hot take. Controversial topic. I'm not a fan of that song. Unimpression. It's catchy, I'll admit, but yeah. I don't like it. Dun, 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 dun. I like David Bowie, and I love What's Queen. Is, what the fuck is the song about? I don't know. I forgot already. I've never looked at it. I've never listened to the lyrics very carefully. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. You said pressure. <laughs> Off topic. Like, that's what I thought of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they what the problem with that is it doesn't allow the yeast expression, and so they, the monks don't like that because, obviously, this beer relies pretty heavily on the yeast, you know, the fermentation. So... To avoid that, they always stuck to rectangular fermenters. Mm. So, these monks are fucking crazy. I mean, the monks have been around for hundreds of years at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, not these particular monks, but, you know. Their order. Yes. And the abbey. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Obviously, yeah. these monks are, you know, human. The Jedi order. Order. <laughs> order. Execute order 66. <sighs> Some Star Wars. Um, so. Yes, Chancellor. <laughs> Still going. Right away. <laughs> you under <laughs> an, an order. No, keep 66. going. I really want you to. And order sixty six. <laughs> you be condemned to death, Jedi. <laughs> Whoa, did he go Australian there at the end? Like, well, yeah, he's like a, he's a Kiwi, so it's like it's real close. He's a Kiwi. Who's yeah, a Kiwi? He's a Kiwi. The guy, the actor that plays uh, the clones. Oh, really? Is oh. he is he a Kiwi? Really? Yeah, I think he's a uh, New Zealand. Yeah, from New Zealand. No. Oh. Interesting. Oh, that smell, dude. Every time I take a sip, I just... Mm. Okay, so we got really... Sorry, sidetrack right there. The Order 66. Yeah, that's dangling. Roll it away, Chantilla. Uh. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately goes to the Aussie. <laughs> well, it's because it's, that's what they fucking sound like, all the clones. Um, yeah, but so square fermenters were used because they didn't want to... They wanted to avoid that pressurization, to, mm-hmm. you know, to allow their yeast to fully express... Um, but the problem is that obviously cylindroconical fermenters are the way of the future now. So they took eight years and they experimented with cylindroconical fermenters until they absolutely perfected the art of producing the exact same results as with the square the with the rectangular fermenters. Eight fucking years. To be fair, Damn. eight years in the life of you know, an abbey, which has been around for several hundred years, is nothing. Uh, because, I mean, again, these are monks. They don't think in terms of, like, you know, this year, next year, stuff like that. They think in terms of, like, decades or centuries, you know. They don't yeah. They don't think in terms of their own life. They think in terms of the, the life of the abbey. You know what I mean? I don't know. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just... I don't know. That's that's the fucking... That's the that's what I got out the of life it. of the order will live on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Right away, Chancellor. Sorry. I'm God sorry. damn, you, you were rushing right before this, huh? Uh, you practice this shit in the mirror? No, it's just, it's just stuff I can, you know, watch so much Star Wars that it gets ingrained. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd probably do. Execute Order 66. Order 66. They're <laughs> going to eat my pussy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was not Star Wars. That's not Star Wars. Oh my god. Alright. The history <laughs> I'm of the sorry. Belgian triple. I'm down horrendous. <laughs> god damn it. We're never gonna get through this. The Belgian triple. <laughs> god damn it. The history of the Belgian Unlimited power. Damn it. Oh, there's so much editing right here, bro. So sorry, much sorry, fucking sorry, editing. Sorry, sorry. Go for it, go for it. Oh, okay, here we go. The history. <laughs> God 
damn it. <laughs> the history of the Belgian ale starts in 1931. Fairly fucking recent. Damn. I mean, you think of all the, the, the European beers that we've tried, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, uh, the, the only one we tried on the show is the Oktoberfest Martzen, but that one had been around since the 1800s. Yeah. This one started in the 1930s. Yeah. Right before the onset of the onset of the First World War. Yep. So it was brewed by Hendrik Verlinden. Verlinden? I don't know, something like that. Um, so it was called the Whitcap Potter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I fucking butchered that pronunciation. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of. <laughs> you the Windhead Potter. God damn it. Um, and it was one of the first light pop uh, ales that was popularized in Belgium because Belgium mm-hmm. loved themselves some dark beer. Really, they loved dark beer. Again, I feel and it's like, because it, like yeah. the long boils meant that it had better taste, better quality, better mm. you know, better um, flavor profiles, everything yeah, like that. So it's when more they full like full bodied, right? Yeah. And to Belgians, pale ales were bad. That was not a good thing. They did not like seeing pale ales. Really? Yeah. Like it, it Again, actually, I, it was actually yeah. like connotationally disgusting to them wow like they when they saw pale ales they literally thought like it would lack body that it would lack yeah. flavor like yeah, yeah. you know it was diluted it was a diluted yeah something yeah. like that i guess that was the thought process you know what i mean so pale ales were not exactly known for being prominent in belgium hmm. so hendrik verlinden was trying to combat German lagers, which were gaining immense popularity at the time. Mm. Um, German, I mean, obviously, there, it was th- this entire time seems like it was just a war between the Czechs, the Germans, and the the Belgians for popularity over beers. Yeah, because the Czechs have their pilsners that were super great. But um, so he released it in 1931 long, uh, long at the uh, Slach Mulder Brewery. Uh, I'm butchering these yeah, pronunciations. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I don't blame. We are not. We're not native. Belgian I'm sorry, speakers, Belgium. Yeah. If any of you are listening to this, I am sorry. I'm we trying. Apologize I'm trying to do justice. But your beer to your is very good. Your beer is very good. We'll your beer is it. fantastic. Um, so it was originally marketed as Trappist because Trappist beers have been around from way belong before that because Trappist is just a description of beers that were brewed in monistic breweries. Um, but it was the only one that was allowed to do so because he'd consulted with brewers at the Trappist Brewery in Westmall, um, which is actually Westmall um, was the first Trappist monastery that brewed what is now considered uh, Belgian triples. Mm. So <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> even though that he, even though he was allowed to, to to market it as Trappist at the time it wasn't trademarked, but even though he was allowed to market it as Trappist, there were still monks that threw shade at this guy, and they were Damn. like, "Nah, you're you're nothing. You're you're, you're not one of us." Like, <laughs> they fucking they they ousted this guy. Learn from your elders, whippersnapper, whippersnapper. Uh, but yeah, so the actual Trappist monks uh, brewed theirs in 1934. They would drink it, and they're like, "This was fucking bitch made. I know a bitch <laughs> made this." Who made this motherfucking beer? Bitch made. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm blessed sure. by God. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the fucking monks sounded like. Yeah, that's actually what I. That's the impression I gotten so far. Uh, it's a I'm disgrace. Sh- <laughs> You're gonna burn in hell for this. <laughs> You're gonna burn oh in hell. God. No confession can make up for this shite. For real, dude. Long time ago, in a world far, far away, there was one superior beverage: the beer. And this is the story of the beer wars. Dude, imagine. Oh, we got to make a podcast on that. It's just a summary of the fucking 
pettiness of, of European brewers. Just yeah, just going into European pettiness. monk brewers specifically, monistic brewers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they built. They did that in 1934. Um. It was the West Mall. Um. Abbey, I guess is what it's, it is. It's an abbey, mm-hmm. um, which is a very old Trappist brewery. They were known, you know, for a very long time. I think it was the 1830s ish when they started. Damn. Um, and so their Trappist beer actually is what became the standard. Damn. So because Hendrik Verlinden, he kind of he got the stamp of approval. he kind of get into it. He kind of got into the uh, the yeah. li- the pale ales. He got the imperial seal. <laughs> Sorry, that's a way to describe st- it. Like Star Wars references here. <laughs> Just full of Star Wars yeah, today. No. Um, yeah, so he 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 kind of got into it, and then the monks sort of followed suit, is what I got from my research. So it's kind of weird because monks are known for tradition, right? I mean, monks yeah. are monks are fucking. I mean, they they do hundreds of years of tradition. They refuse to break tradition in general, mm-hmm. and for them to just be like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do some pale ales. That was weird. Yeah, but it's it's definitely uncharacteristic of them. <laughs> Are you trying to avoid avoid breathing into the mic or what? I'm trying to avoid burping into the mic. That's what, that's what happened right now. <laughs> like every two seconds, he's whipping his head to the side. He's, he's burping. You know? It's a carbonation. <laughs> it is a very carbonated beer. I'll yeah, say that. It's very carbonated, but it's very good. It's, it's, very also, it's also hitting right now because I have not eaten. Yeah, I haven't eaten either, but surprisingly, I'm doing okay. You're doing I thought okay? I would, maybe it'll like you know. Sometimes it's like real delayed, and it'll and like the the alcohol will hit you, and it's like a switch is flipped. Yeah, yeah. But right now, I'm, I'm as soon as you stand up, it's just gonna yeah, yeah, it's, like it's gonna hit you. I don't know train. why it does that. I wonder if that's there's like a science behind that. But maybe sometimes it's like the blood rushing to your heart. Yeah, quickly. maybe. And sometimes I'll drink, and I'm like feeling okay, like I am right now. And then yeah, and then like two minutes later, it's like boom, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> I feel it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, they perfected it in 1954. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother Thomas Sass or Sauce, well, it'd be funny if it was Sass. He's sassy. He's sassy. Um, he modified the recipe and it has not been changed since. God damn. I don't know exactly what he did to the recipe because they kind of keep it a secret actually. Um, yeah, they keep it in the vault. There's been suggestions that he, he, uh, added more hops and kind of changed the, uh, the hop combinations. But there's not really any actual evidence. Because, yeah, they, they they literally keep it like the Krusty Krab formula. Like, it's fucking secret. Yeah. Um, Give me the formula. Yeah, so it's it's literally hidden. They they keep it they keep it stowed away. They, they don't they don't tell us what the formula is. Damn. The formula. The Get, formula. For, ravioli, ravioli, gave me the formula. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't do that. Jesus <laughs> um, So, yeah, that's that's uh, the Belgian triple. In, in short. Damn. Um, so this one specifically, the Maritsu triple, I, 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 I figure Mahitsu. I'm either like fantastically pronouncing that and French people or everywhere just, or Belgian just... people everywhere are going to be like, wow, like, very good job, very good job. Or wow. I'm absolutely butchering that and, and they're going to just, just shit on me. They're just like, they're going to just absolutely Belgium shit on me. hates you. <laughs> Belgium as a whole hates you. We entirely. hated Americans already, but you have made it worse. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this beer comes from the Machetsu Abbey. Rather, it was originally produced by the Machetsu Abbey, mm-hmm. um, which is the name of the Benedictine Abbey. Although these beers are no longer brewed there, I will say that. Sad. Um, I, I did say that at the beginning, but so these. I remember, I told you that they were fermented really, really hot. Basically, I mean, yeah. not hot. Relatively, well, but re, well, yeah, relative, relative, relative to beer, to beer fermentation, yeah, it was hot, sixty-five to seventy-two. Mm-hmm. These are fermented at around seventy-seven degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus, 
Like, getting to 80s, bro, that's higher than room temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hotter than what it is in this room right now. Shit. Yeah, that's fucking hot. And then they're re-fermented in the bottle by adding sugar and yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it, it's made clear which on the bottle. Talk, it makes sure we, yeah. to emphasize that it's which re-fermented. We, which we talked about leaving them to sit for a while, which I think is really cool. Because you can treat it like a wine and be like, babe, don't open that. I'm saving that for a special day. <laughs> Day what, what, what do you think is a special day that qualifies for opening Man, one of those up after like a couple of years? Birth of a child. I mean, big promotion. Moving into a new house. I mean, I don't know. How big of a promotion are we talking? Retirement. I mean, you know, promotion like thirty k, forty k. Yeah, maybe. Shit, that'd be nice. Break the six digits yeah, figure. Break, break the six digits. Yeah, I mean that's the dream. That's the American dream, right? That's the American dream. So in the bottle it says it. <laughs> My voice is cracking, but. <clears throat> <laughs> On the, on the bottle, it says the high fermentation Abbey beer. And that's what you said. There was a difference between Trappist and Abbey, right? No, so no, no. Then, no. So, so or, Abbey, Abbey style would be the other type of beer. Okay. It means that it's not actually certified as a Trappist beer. Okay. In, so other, words, in other words, it's not, they don't consult with monks. Uh, monks have nothing to do with the uh, beer. They just follow the formula and the general style of Belgian triples. Oh, okay. And actual, but this one has the approval of the brothers. Correct. This one is certified as... Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. It got the bro approval, bro. It got the bro approval. The boys man. approve. That, if there's a way to call it nowadays, it it's that they have the bro approval. They have the bro approval. Yeah, quite literally. They have the bro approval. Um, yeah, so, like I said, fermented at 77. This one's at 10% ABV, which is a little bit higher than normal. The West Mall one, the one that I, and I actually mentioned it to you because the West Mall one is like the 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 original mm. Belgian triple. Like that one's been the same formula for almost seventy years, or over seventy years. Now. Is that the other one you recommended? Or almost I, seventy years? That I, I guess. F- try to find. Right. Yeah, that's the other one that I talked Did about. Did they sell it? They literally only sell it in one bottle uh, packs. Like it's literally you can only buy one bottle at a time. Is and it it's big, twelve ounces. No, it's, it's twelve oh ounces. Oh my gosh! What? The it's like fudge? it's like this fucking beer right here. What the fudge, dude? And it's like seven bucks. Wow, for a bottle. For a bottle, yeah. To be fair, this was again, like this is like what fifteen bucks a pack. Yeah, for four. Again, if you if you leave it, um, does it is it also refermented in that that other one, the West? Yeah. Michigan? So Belgian triples in general are known are for just, they do they go through second fermentation oh. processes when they so they they add more uh, mm-hmm. yeast and more sugar when they bottle it. So that's why. Uh, and again, it's a very sweet beer, so you can definitely taste that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Um, sorry, I closed my iPad. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, so like, ten percent ABB, twenty IBUs, and this beer, um, in general is it's very malty. Like you can taste almost a like creaminess in it, mm. um, and very sweet, very like the like I said, the caramel. Yeah, I definitely the, the get hints the hints of yeah. hoppiness, but not very super yeah, prominent. It's not very hoppy. It's like you said, you do taste the booziness, but I, I, again, very, the booziness is definitely yeah, it's there. a strong prominent flavor. But I, what I really notice is like the sweetness of the of the finish. You know, the, that smoothness of the finish, the butteriness of the finish. Yeah, there's, that's what there's I noticed no, the most. There's almost zero bitterness. Yeah, in the it's finish. really that's why I really like it. It's very different from all the other beers we have because all the other beers we've had have had that kind of like aftertaste where it's kind of like mm, bitter, kind yeah. of yucky. You know. Yeah. But but this one is like yeah, very enjoyable. Probably the most enjoyable we've had so far, in my opinion, the most enjoyable we've had so far. In terms of like finish, really? Yeah, I think so. That's a bold claim. I think so because even the even the the Polliner that we had, while excellent, it was a great beer. I like. I wish I could drink that every day. Um, 
I mean, I could, I guess I could b- b- go buy a bunch of bottles, but, um, but you know, <laughs> it's a little alcoholic, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, even that one had a little bite at the end, even though it was very it, enjoyable. It did have a little like bit of a little, bite at the little end. Bit this of, one, this you know, one has almost nothing little in the bit finish. Of bitterness at the end, but this one is like, yeah, very different. But this one bites at the beginning, honestly. It does. To it me, does, yeah. it does. I mean, cause it's very carbonated, obviously, but there's definitely like some, almost like some spice. Yeah. I at, prefer, at I prefer that though. I prefer, you know, getting a little, a little bitter at the beginning or boozy at the beginning. I guess the finish then, lasts a lot longer. And then right? finish, yeah, because the finish is what you're left with. It's what the, you know, the taste that you're left with, you know what I'm sure. saying? And this taste is very smooth. It's very, like, you know, sweet in aftertaste. So I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. So <clears throat> getting back to it, though, um, like I said, although it's not brewed in the Abbey, it mm. is certified as a Belgian Abbey beer by the Union of Belgian Brewers. Um, so that that gives it its authenticity, which is it it, it markets that it, it says that on the front of the fucking beer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. actually brewed by uh, it's it's kind of a famous brewer in Belgium. I don't know them; I've never heard of them. Duvel Mortgat. Um, they have a license to produce the beer that's given to them by the Machetsu Abbey, um, and they've done this actually since 1963, Sheesh. which is like shortly after the beer was fucking. Perfected, which was uh, uh-huh. 1954, I think. What did I say? Something like that. I don't know. 19... Fuck. What did I... Oh, yeah, 54. Damn. Damn. I was looking through my notes. 1954. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't that long after that they decided to go ahead and give the license to Develle Mortgat. Um, wow. You know, and, and they've been doing it since then. I mean, it's... I mean, what? 80? Almost 80 years that they've been yeah. brewing this specific That's, beer? Uh, it's about two lifetimes, right? It's a long there. time. And I mean... Yeah. Even though the monks are not in the day to day, every you know for for all of the beer, mm-hmm. they do they do kind of keep an eye on the hop varieties that they use, the yeast, the uh, the malts, you know, all of that. Um, they actually have special abbey yeasts, like Damn. like actual fucking monk yeasts, bro. Like monk yeasts. Can you, can you fucking comprehend <laughs> that they have monk yeasts? <laughs> they have shit that we can't get because they're monks. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can get it. But. I wonder how selective they are. Like, I just, I wonder if they're real cool about it or if they're real, like, you know, kind of snobby. You know, they're like, this is not up to the standards of the monastery. I feel, I don't know. I feel this like this batch probably... is disgusting. <laughs> Make another. This is not bussing. This is not bussing. <laughs> this beer, trash. <laughs> why did they take Absolute defuse. Absolute I don't know why this evolved into a British accent <laughs> for some fucking Belgian monks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, disgusting. But, and, and Duvel Mortgat, in keeping with tradition, donates a large percentage of the profits to various charities. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned because they like to they like to keep with that tradition. I mean, again, this particular ale, especially since it has such a monistic background, it has a lot of tradition to it. So for you to be able to keep with actual, um, you know, Belgian Abbey styles, you have to keep to that tradition and that and and the. Donating to charity is part of that. It, it's it's actually like an emphasized portion of what this beer is supposed to be. It's kind of kind of I don't know. It, it, the monks brew a fuck ton of beer. To be fair, I have not heard about any such tradition for Germans. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. True, maybe I'm wrong. But the Belgians, they so far are the most charitable. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's an uh, ethical beer. <laughs> ethical. And, and, dude, ethical we've said this beer. multiple times. Maybe yeah. this is the Lord's beer. 
the Lord's beer. We've yeah. said this. We've yeah. said this about Shiner. We've said this about the fucking yeah. Oktoberfest Martin. I well, mean, it's it just a lot of these beers, especially the ones that are, have origins and roots in Europe, are come from the from from the brothers, the monastic orders, the Catholic monastic it's orders. Those monks, bro, they know Unless how to make some beer. They're Catholic, right? They're not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monks yeah, are Catholic. monks are Catholic. I was like, I don't know, maybe other. Well, don't the uh, don't the Buddhists also have monks as well? Like the the Shao, there are Shao, Shao, monks. Shaolin, you're right, you're right. Shaolin monks and stuff. But those are the those are the monks that like practice martial arts and stuff like that. Um, that's that's how do I they know do that. they actually? Yeah, the Shaolin believe in like the order. They like again, they're like a different order of Buddhists. I mean, monks. I know that they have some serious yeah. meditation going on there. Like they yeah. have all kinds of crazy stuff that they're yeah. able to do because of their minds. But but, uh, but uh, do you know, know, for a long time, especially in you know in the East, um, the the Buddhists were persecuted. And like I think the Mongols or or the Jap or maybe it was Japanese also warlords uh, would persecute Buddhists so the the Buddhists would uh, learn how to fight because the monks learn learn how to fight because otherwise they'd get you know all killed they'd all kill them all that's kind of weird oh uh, yeah or sometimes the Buddhists would ally with Aren't Buddhists normally pacifists yeah they, I mean yeah but <laughs> apparently not back then they they lay down the fucking uh, yeah they they fucking you know throw hands and shit they'd be like yeah you want to take our monastery like if they wouldn't submit willingly if the you know if the the conqueror whatever whoever it was. Um, wouldn't submit willingly. They would go. I mean, obviously, this is not. I'm not a history major or like a history degree or anything. Like that, <laughs> I don't but, know. I mean, you know I, more about this than I do. I'll but I think I remember watching some like documentary on the History Channel on Netflix that yeah, that they would that that one of the strongholds that I think it was about Japan, the feudal like area where they have a lot of, like a lot of shogun where like these feudal lords, and that if they wouldn't submit, the the monasteries wouldn't submit, that they would go and burn the monastery to the ground. You Jesus, know? yeah, and and of course the monks would always would not. I don't think every order would fight back or like every monastery, but some of the monasteries there were, there were a good bit of them that yeah fight that back. Would, that would resist. Yeah, interesting. Fight back. I have to look that up. I wonder if there were any Catholics that did that. Dude, how much? All right, this is gonna sound weird. How much do you weigh? How much do I weigh? Yeah, um, probably like I don't know. Last time I weighed myself was two thirty, but I probably weigh more than that now because I got fat. <laughs> About being honest, two thirty. I mean, how much more do you think that you weigh than oh, I do? Oh fuck, I probably probably weigh like I don't know, maybe like three hundred. Two nah, okay, I'm at two hundred, but like two eighty, maybe two sixty, two sixty, two eighty. I weigh two hundred. Yeah. This beer is fucking smacking me in the face. It's hitting bro. you Holy really hard. Shit. I mean, I can feel it a little bit, but I'm not like. No, oh, it's it's hitting. I mean, I'm not. I'm like blackout or anything. But yeah, it's, I I definitely have a solid buzz going. Shit, I've, one beer. Damn. I I also I don't know what eaten. it is tonight. Maybe because I'm like stressed or something. I don't know. But <laughs> it just can't get to you. Yeah, I maybe mean, can't can't get it to me tonight. Just, just relax your shoulders. <sighs> drop the tongue. Drop the yeah. drop your tongue from the top of your mouth. <laughs> Just breathe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, this is one beer, dude. Granted, it's a ten percenter, but fuck, I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> shit. Maybe this is gonna be my beer of choice from now on. Yeah, it's it's great. I enjoy. Granted, it Granted, it's expensive as shit. Yeah, I, I have the receipt somewhere. I didn't. I you know, I didn't check how much it cost. I just bought it. <laughs> yeah, you would probably cry if you saw the total. Yeah, I probably would. Cry. You bought several packs too. It was. It was. Yeah, it was two. I think it was like fifty bucks. So, yeah. holy fuck! Are bucks, you because I also, I also bought some Red Bull, so the Red Bull also probably added to that. Uh, I can't imagine it added more than so, like seven or eight. Yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's probably it's probably most of them are. Part, I think it's twenty. Son of, a I think bitch. it's forty bucks for just the beer. God damn! Imagine that's a five dollar beer. Yeah, per, that you get per, at a store per bottle. Like yeah. normally, you pay that kind of price when you're at a bar. Yeah, when you like go out to eat. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, it's very good. <laughs> it's great, and I will tell you yeah. with my final and, note and on, it's the, like a, on the on the Mahitsu yeah. triple 
is that the secret recipe is kept in their library to this day. Damn. And is very carefully preserved. They they do not let anybody see it. Obviously, it's one of the things in their library that they don't lend out, but it is kept preserved and kept secret in to this day. In the monastery? In the, in the, in the Mahetsu Abbey. Damn. Damn, the Abbey. What's I always wonder what the difference between a monastery and an abbey is. Like, the fuck? Uh, maybe they're one and the same? Maybe. Maybe it's like a western version of the monastery. I don't know. Anyways. Well, abbeys. I mean, the this one is European. Yeah. I abbeys abbeys have an abbot, which means that there's he's like the head of the abbey. There is. There is. A, there is an abbot. Yeah, an abbot. Greg Abbott? Greg Abbott. <laughs> So that's my spiel on on yeah. on Belgian ales. I, I didn't do, I didn't take too long. Oh my god, we're at an he, hour. Yeah, we were hit forty eight minutes a while ago. So I was gonna say we're probably gonna hit an hour soon. Holy shit! I didn't think my spiel was that long. That's okay. Jesus, we're usually Christ. pushing two hours anyways. Now we usually are pushing two hours anyways. I've you know, which is fine with me. Yeah. I don't care. It's it's more editing, but I don't care. I mean, yeah. I'll do it anyways. It's a you know, it's a long car ride uh, type of podcast. It is, yeah, dude. You know, and I've heard that. I've actually yeah. heard that a lot of people enjoy listening to the podcast while they're on like long car rides. And yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It kills their whole trip. You yeah, know? It, 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 like it just a it good just, podcast will do time that. is easy to pass. Good when podcast you're will to a do good that. Podcast. Like because you get in, like you just start listening and it just you know takes you. Yeah, it takes you. And I, I take that as a heavy compliment. And I, I take that yeah. as as a, as I, a very, I very wish. heavy compliment. I wish I I would listen to podcasts when I drive more often because I don't anyways 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 let's transition over to we'll a little bit of nerd transition to the nerd so, so I have a question and I also have some, some alright hold on hold on before you before oh. you pose your question I want to I want to mention some shit yeah Bad for Blood came out yesterday I was about to say we're going to go into some gaming news we're doing a short segment a newer segment we're just kind of discussing what's happening in the gaming world right now because uh, Man expressed that he wanted to do some gaming because we haven't necessarily talked specifically about gaming in the past. Couple I mean, you podcasts, know that I'm so. a fucking gaming addict. I'm a, I mean, I, I have a problem. I'm burping. I'm sorry. Back, so, Back for Blood came out yesterday, <laughs> and we've already done an episode on this. We've covered yeah, we the specifics did. of all we, of we it. We talked about Dad for Blood, and, and you know, the spiritual successor to Left for Dead to Left 2. For Dead. Yeah. Um. I already bought it. It's already sitting in my Steam library. I bought it as well. It's waiting for me to play. I bought it as well. The only reason we didn't play it yesterday is because we were playing Valheim with Mike, and that was a yeah. really fun game. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's another a friend of ours. Game. Yeah, who's another friend of ours. We should, we should get him on the podcast. I was literally just about yeah, to say we that. should get him on. We should get him on the podcast. He'd probably um, be down. I, uh, can, I can almost guarantee But it. yeah, Valheim, if you guys haven't played, is this kind of like Nordic, very heavily Nordic-inspired or uh, Viking-inspired uh I think that it is, that's it's exactly North, the inspiration Norse, behind it. Norse inspired, uh, Norse mythology inspired, uh, like Minecraft almost. I wouldn't even say it's Minecraft. I, honestly, I think it's closer to like the forest. Than like it the is forest. To Have you ever played the forest, which is like a survival game where you craft and build stuff from you know harvesting resources? Is very much like that. But of course, there's like these little gray dwarf things that are like these little forest spirits that come and attack you. And there's trolls and skeletons and stuff like that. And you can sail and you can build a base. Like yesterday, we built our base. It was it was doing it was bumping. You know, we had like a bridge and stuff. It was really fun. So if you ever played Valheim, it's great with friends. It's a little lonely if you play by yourself. It gets kind of boring actually if you play by yourself, in my opinion. But if you have friends, it's a, it's a blast. It's Dude, a great if, you have, game. if you have friends, it is yeah, genuinely it, it, a blast. It's, I mean, we played yeah. for like what four hours yeah, last night, and I didn't. I just did not. Yeah, notice it, it, time. It, it goes back really fast if you're playing with the homies, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it was you, me, and Mike, and we we I'm, yeah. we have this badass fortress we going. Do, we do. I have so many awesome plans. Dude, I mean, there was, we need to get some more materials so I can upgrade. We can upgrade 
upgrade our gear. We gotta kill Aethir. Yeah. We gotta kill Aethir so I can get a pickaxe. So there's a lot of bosses in the game in Valheim, and so you gotta... I mean, I, I think Valheim popped off, like, a couple of months ago, so it was really popular, and then it kind of died off after, like, the streamers and yeah. stopped playing it and stuff, but it's still, like, a great game, and I, they're, they're still... It, relieved, it received a tremendous amount of support, so it's still heavily... The, you know, the devs are still releasing updates for it and stuff like that, so it's only gotten better with time. Um, and I think Valheim is really cool because it doesn't really explain to you... It doesn't give you a lot of tutorials, so, you know, you kind of have to find out stuff for yourself. And I think that exper- experimentation aspect of Valheim is what really makes it, like, badass. Because then, like, I didn't know, like, we made spears last night. I didn't know you could throw a spear. Dude, I fucking, that middle then, mouse. Yeah, Manny, Manny, you know, depressed the middle button on the mouse, the scroll wheel. You click down on it and you could throw it. I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Dude, I, I, think, be, I, I think I yeah. hit you in the back of the leg when I first <laughs> figured it out. Like, I was just looking at you and I, I was trying to figure out some controls and I just kind of clicked the middle button and I, yeah. I stabbed you He's in the He's trying to figure out how to leg. ping on the map. Because it didn't know how to ping on the map, and then yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit, I threw the spear!" And I was like, "What? You can do that?" And Mike was like, "Oh yeah," because Mike is our veteran. He's our Sherpa. He's our, he's our veteran. He's yeah. our Sherpa in in in, uh, in 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 Valheim. So he knows a bunch of stuff, but he doesn't. He kind of lets us find out stuff for our own, which I appreciate. But yeah, we got chased by a couple of trolls yesterday. It was really fun. It was really fun. I, I yep. just don't want to die because I had all my stuff on me. On my that's, gear. that's the spiel for Valheim today. Yeah. Play fucking Valheim. It's only twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks. It's really fun. Yeah. The gra- the graphics are not like yeah, breathtaking amazing, or anything, but, but there it's, it's, it's a really mechanically it has, fun game. Yeah, it has its own charm, I think. Because you can it, look up. Well, it does it does yeah. have its own charm. It yeah, has like yeah. its own sort of aesthetic yeah, in the graphics a- design. Aesthetic, yeah. But the the physics of the game and the um like the ability that the abilities yeah, that you have the game to play. manipulate the world. The gameplay mechanics yeah, that's, are it's like definitely solid as fuck. Solid, yeah. A lot of thought went into it for sure. Definitely, definitely. The game design is fantastic, and the so, game yeah. mechanics are great. Yeah, and, and I'm sure at some point we're gonna play Back for Blood. We are. We'll probably play weekend, like probably. on the weekend, yeah, or something. Yeah, play on the weekend. I'm gonna play the shit out of that game. Yeah, I watched a couple seen, streams. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, yeah. Back for Blood actually got Nick Merckx, Tina Tapman, Courage. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was Cloaksy was the other one. Yeah, he got they they sponsored all of them to play it on the on the day we released. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. You know that podcast that we had that we were questioning the the uh, you know yeah. how successful it would be. Yeah, that was like the best move they could have fucking made. I mean, Nick Merckx in the Tap Man, probably. two of probably the most prominent streamers nowadays. Yeah, behind like XQC, they're they're like uh yeah like the the FPS shooter the FPS streamers like those are the guys you go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, like yeah. a shoot 'em up, definitely a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen that you know especially if you're playing it on the harder difficulties that it gets pretty rough. Which is something I like to see. I like to see that it's not easy. Some people will be playing, and especially the streamers that have played the beta, like um, tested the beta, and they're like, "Wow, I don't, I don't remember it being this hard." So I don't know. I think that's that's enticing. It's you know makes it a challenge. That even streamers who played all the betas and stuff are having trouble. You know, it looks interesting. So yeah, Back for Blood came out. We got into Valheim recently. You know, Far Cry Six actually also came Far Cry out 6 last week. Dropped recently. Um, I'm not a super big Far Cry fan, but I I'm not. I'm not a super big Far this Cry fan. This one is like about the Cuban Revolution, or it's Cuban Revolution inspired. Libertad. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and so honestly, the part that attracted me the most about it is that Gus from Breaking Bad comes out. <laughs> he's the fucking. I think he's the main antagonist. Yeah. yeah. And it, it looks so he's fucking also cool. Grand, Grand uh, Admiral Gideon in Mandalorian. Is he really? Oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. He's a dark saber nerd. Yeah. yeah. He is Moff Gideon. Asshole. Uh, kind Moff, of a cunt. Grand he has Moff, the black. Yeah. He has the dark saber. And yeah, dark saber. Um, but yeah, so all those things came out. I mean, it's, here's a, here's it's a controversial off. one it's that's coming off. out. Popping off right now. You want to know? 
Call of Duty Vanguard. It releases know. on November fifth. Kind of a controversial how, game that's coming out. Vanguard, yeah. They just re- not, they not just, controversial yeah. in the, like political sense, but like controversial in the sense of like nobody fucking wants this game to come out. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it uh, just seems I don't like, know if Vanguard will will pop off. Um, Battlefield beta was also Battlefield twenty forty two releases on November nineteenth. Uh, releases in November. The beta, the public beta was out, so people were playing the beta. I saw Dude, some beta I've gameplay. Just heard, I've just heard so many bugs. The beta, yeah, about was Call of really, Duty Vanguard was, was super. Oh, I heard the Battlefield four twenty forty two was it was written with bugs like, really? horribly horrible bugs i think like, i think a part of the problem you, well to be clip, fair okay look clip i will say vehicles this. kind of bugs you know really yeah like you just fall out so call of duty has kind of a weird uh rotation now because they have infinity yeah. ward they have treyarch and they have yeah, like, sledgehammer triple triple studio yeah yeah and so realistically if you look at it i mean each development company has three years to produce a call of duty yeah you know after they release their call of duty they get three years mm-hmm mm-hmm so Vanguard is produced by Sledgehammer. Um, doesn't particularly excite me. I haven't had any <laughs> Sledgehammer games that have like really stood out to me. To be honest, Knocked as far out of as Call of Duty, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we, we obviously Infinity War, we have Modern Warfare, yeah. Treyarch, we have Black Ops. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. That's just, that's exciting for us. What people are excited for in Vanguard is zombies. You know, uh, Call of Duty has back-to-back zombies. Yeah. Uh, because Sledgehammer has done zombies in the past. Like Infinity it, War was... Uh, Infinity yeah. Warfare. Uh, Infinite Warfare was... Uh, they did have a zombies mode, and they had, like, the exosuits and shit. Yeah, but I don't think it was, like, a, a very a super well-received. It was think. not that great. Because people said that the Treyarch, you know, Treyarch zombies is a tried-and-true kind of formula. That well, and I think people are just used... They just like what they're used to. Yeah, probably. They don't, they don't like change, and I mean... Probably. I get it. Nobody you know, does. It, I mean, Infinite Warfare wasn't bad in, in, in terms of zombies, but it wasn't great, I guess. Um, I did enjoy playing it. You know, I did grind it a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I would argue that, that Treyarch still takes the cake. Yeah, I think they're just... yeah. Yeah, I got that. They got that formula down. I have not played Battlefield 2042, but I've seen a lot of good games. Yeah, I seen I seen some gameplay of it. Like I said, I think it was really buggy. I think a lot of people were struggling with the yeah. bugs. It, when it worked, it was great, and then when it bugged out, it was like, oh. Well, and they also kind of signaled like a like a almost like an emphasis on creator content in Battlefield 2042. Yeah, I mean. because like the trailer literally had that one clip. Oh yeah, where it was the very first. Um, where um, he ejects where, out of the yes, airplane, he ejects out of the jet, mid air, RPGs yeah. the shit out of his opponent, and then flies and goes then catches himself, catches in the himself in the jet. Yeah, I mean, what an iconic moment! I mean, yeah, I watched true. the fucking, the clip. I watched the reaction yeah. video, the clip of the is original of, of the guy poster. of the guy who yeah who filmed that and yeah. got the clip. Yeah, he's a streamer now. Yeah, he is a streamer, yeah. and I watched the original clip, dude. It, so wholesome. He he fucking was like, oh my fucking god, immortalized. He's like a you know Lee like Leroy Jenkins. Exactly. Uh, bro, exactly. Like, Imagine he's the he's the Leroy Jenkins to to Battlefield. That yeah, that the, you know the Leroy Jenkins is to WoW. You know he's, exactly. He's the he's the yeah the Leroy Jenkins. Of I mean, imagine imagine having a clip that literally gets so popular <laughs> that you are acknowledged <laughs> by the developer of the game. True. You got that clip. You're immortalized. In. Yeah, you're immortalized. Literally in the immortalized. Yeah. Yes. And that's what every gamer dreams of, right? To be more. That's what drives people to be on leaderboards. I mean, you know, for you know, massive multiplayer online, so it drives you to do, you know, get with your guild and do the first, you know, dungeon clear. Because you, you know, once you do the first dungeon clear, um, like in games like you know, World of Warcraft or New World, which is popping off right now. Dude, New World. New World is popping off right Absolutely now. Absolutely popping. And everyone's like, oof. 
World of Warcraft is dying because World of Warcraft has dominated the U.S. market for like you know MMO fantasy RPGs forever for like so decades. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest right now. now, now I'm gonna say something that it's a slow death. The death spiral. It's entered the death throes. People have seen because everyone's has always said, "Oh, what's the what's gonna be the World of Warcraft killer? The WoW killer?" And everyone's like, "There is gonna be no WoW killer. What will happen? Well, WoW is it'll slowly die like a like a sick animal. Oh shit." You hear the rain? Hold on, hold on. You hear the rain? God damn it. Check the forecast. I don't know if you can hear that in the recording, but it is I, it I, is I can storming hear, outside. I can hear it in I don't know if it's in my headphones, but I can definitely hear it. Anyways, um yeah, yeah. so uh so Battlefield twenty forty two, like I said, that releases on November nineteenth. Yeah. Um and then this one is probably uh, very highly anticipated. They've had a couple of betas at this point that I've even mm-hmm. seen some of my friends that have played, and they're very excited for it. Is Halo Infinite? Yeah, actually, that's releasing on you December. Know, a 8th. lot of people were very critical of it. The saying it's never going to come out, and it was going to be good when it came out. But I've seen some people play it, you know, the beta, and then they were like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." It reminds, takes me back, like it did, like it takes me back, or yeah. gives me the nostalgia of playing, you know, multiplayer and you know, Halo. Well, and I think Halo. I think because competitive Halo was probably one of the we've talked about this before. Yeah. The competitive Halo was probably one of the ver- the first like prominent competitive scenes e-sports, that was out yeah. there. One of the best, yeah. um, the and first esports scenes. Yeah, yeah. And for Halo Infinite to to come out right now is is refreshing. You know, yeah. yeah. From the gameplay that I've seen, it's very familiar, but also different. You know, they find a way to put a twist on it. Yeah, but to also make the gameplay that's what you want. That's what you want. Familiar. That's what yeah. you want. You want it to be. You know, nostalgic and, and kind of it gives you the nostalgia, but it's also still enjoyable to play because it has new things. It's updated. It's modernized, you know? Yeah. That's what you like about that. Anyways, so we kind of covered a little bit of gaming news. So from gaming news, we'll move on to the question of the of the night, per se. And uh, the question of the night, per se, is or not per se. It is the uh, what's your favorite futuristic sci-fi setting or kind of uh universe or you know what i'm saying like world i guess yeah there's a lot of flooding going on already and i'm over here pouring another beer <laughs> yeah i'm trying to debate if i should go back to my place or not <laughs> brave the storm it says yeah. yeah it says not to you know not to leave unless you're you know fleeing an area Look at how beautiful that fucking looks bro I know you're worried about getting home right now, but look, just look it, at it, fucking... it is it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. She's a she's a beauty. That is a work of art. She's a beaut. This is number two, by the way. I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not drunk for sure, but I might I might be slurring. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pouring my second one as well as you yeah. can probably hear. He's got the pour going right now. Mm. Get some slurpage going on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, what a beauty. What a beauty in the, the wild. Hops, the hops literally sit in the foam and just present themselves to you mm. when you first take that sip. It's beautiful. She's delicious. She's delicious. She's a beauty. So we got a question on the table. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Fave futuristic sci-fi game. Yep. Or, or just setting. I, I said world setting. Did you say setting? Yeah, universe. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be... I don't want to limit it to like a medium because I feel like mediums are kind of restrictive. So it can be be just anything. It's just a setting. uh, Okay. In general. 
So it's, well, it's a little my different. answer doesn't necessarily change uh, because mine is actually mine actually has multiple mediums, and so it's futuristic. So it has to be like you know, yes, not it has to be to, in the future. It, it cannot. Yeah. It can be any time after I don't know, say twenty fifty. It can't be like alternate history type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which is another good question, actually. Like Fallout kind of thing. Yeah, Fallout alternate history. Yeah. Um, There's a book so, series that I like that also has alternate history that I think is like super cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Different for a different podcast. <laughs> yep. I kind of I kind of wonder if that rain is going to come out in the in the fucking recording. Hold on. You think? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this little fucking. Yeah. I'm gonna give this little uh, this little you know notification right here. A little notification. You're gonna. You're definitely gonna hear some fucking rain in the background. Yeah, we apologize that for we, we did a little sound check, but uh, yeah, it's it's storming outside. There's a big storm in San Antonio right now, so I'm not gonna stop the podcast though. We're already. Yeah, drinking. we're already in. We're here. We're in deep. We're one seventeen. This is some good beer. One hour and seventeen minutes. Yeah, an hour really? and seventeen minutes. Dude. I thought we we're gonna be like one forty by now, but that's good. I like the time. I like the time. Yeah, it's, we've done pretty good actually. I think it's great. We're not done. We're not <laughs> done. We're not done. But like, well, you know, yeah, it's pretty condensed so far. Yep. Um. Okay. So my answer is actually gonna stay the same regardless of whether it's medium or just favorite futuristic. Um, yeah. scenery S- setting setting yeah. Yeah. world universe yeah. it is definitely the universe that surrounds Ridley Scott's Alien yeah, um, dude. oh god it's so good which is yeah it's a fantastic <laughs> universe and honestly honestly where I fall in love with it the most is Alien Isolation which is oh, the video game that I thought of. It's a masterful uh, game. The way that you originally told me the, the question, I understood it as it has to be a video game. Yeah, yeah. Alien yeah. Isolation, fantastic fucking game. Yeah, what a, what a like, well-done alien game, you know, because there's other alien games. There's actually bought another one called Alien Fireteam, and that's fun, but it's... That one's like a multi uh, multiplayer sort of take like on ba- the Alien like, franchise, like bad isn't for, it? Yeah, it's like Bad for Blood, but alien style. Where instead of zombies, you're fighting aliens. Holy shit. Yo. I felt that. Bro, I saw that like a fucking sniper shot. I saw the lightning. What? Yeah. Did you see the way my eyes yeah, lit up? Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw the like, lightning oh, on shit. that and then boom, fucking thunder. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Hold on. Oh, God. Okay, well, in an effort... <laughs> To dispel some of the background sound effects that are rain, yeah, we went and we took a small break. We took a small little caldito break, bro. It was bussing. Oh, that shit was. It was. It was bussing. Absolutely, positively bussing. It Lord. was absolutely positively bussing. Bussing. It was given the rank of bussing. Bussing. Yes, it was bussing. Thank God for my wife. Yes, yes, she's a, she's a great cook, man. Like, she's a, she's really a good. godsend. She's really good. As I'm being genuine when I say that. It reminded me of my home, and that's like the bit, I think that's the best that's compliment. That's that Hispanic right. culture living in you. Yes, sir, do you? Yes, sir. Uh, and now I get to compliment it with some, some fucking Belgian Some fine beer. Belgian Trappist beer. Mm, holy shit. Trappist ale. That's a, that shit definitely bites when you first drink it, but yeah. Okay, um, so your favorite universe was is the Alien universe and is by the Ridley Alien Scott universe yeah. by Ridley Scott. So I honestly, the part where I uh, that I fully 
sort of dive into that is definitely surrounding Alien Isolation. Uh, because I've seen yeah. the Alien movies before, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the original I mean, Alien classics. movies with Sigourney they're, Weaver, you know, surrounding Ellen Ripley. Yeah, they're hailed as some of the best sci-fi slash, you know, like, I want to even say, like, thriller, like, horror kind of monster, you know? I think in their time, all time, I think in their time, they're considered horror. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. horror has definitely evolved throughout the years, for sure. I mean, you as a yeah. as a burgeoning or burgeoning cinephile, you yeah. can definitely probably speak I watched to that a lot Midsummer. more than I do. I watched Midsummer for the first time, and it Mid- is... Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good movie. Trippy. It, that is a gory movie. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Um... But, so, I mean, I think in their time, like I said, they're known for, like, kind of being horror at the time. Yeah. Obviously, now horror is a lot more gory, or at the very least, jump scares play a lot more of a part in horror nowadays. Yeah, I would say this is, like, it's very, like, almost like a unique, like, it's a genre, it's like a sci-fi horror. And there's not many sci-fi horrors that kind of... Well, and and the the game itself is actually really unique. I mean, um... And again, I think it fulfills, that again, that niche, that that sci-fi horror niche. Yeah, because you're the game is about running away from the alien that's trying to. Hunt. You're like a little kid, right? Or you're like a, per- yeah, a survivor. So I think I think what what really makes a horror game is the yeah. inability to kill your enemies, right? I mean, uh, it's the worst. It's it's the it's the lack of ability to fully kill the yeah. thing that is hunting you or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I mean, in zombie games, you know, you and I love playing zombie games. Um, you know the. It's it's just a mow down kind yeah, of shoot main, up, you know. I mean, it's 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 easy. <laughs> One of the main mechanics is being able to shoot the fuck out of the zombies. Yeah, right. And and in like games like uh, an amnesia, for example. I mean, you can't actually kill any of the yeah, uh, sort to, of demon things that are hunting you. It's about running, yeah, uh, or not. I, I don't know. They're demons. They're more like monsters. But yeah, um, I mean, the the inability to kill your enemy. And and in Alien Isolation, there are certain enemies that you can kill. You know, there are humans in the game. There are um, androids. Oh. Um, oh. And Didn't those those are the enemies that you can kill. Androids are harder to kill than humans. Why would you have to kill them? Uh, so androids actually turn on you. Uh, what? Yeah. So am I spoiling the game for you right now? Well, I mean, I never played. I look. I'm so afraid of the fucking alien. The AI <laughs> programming, like the the programming that they use for the alien, is so good that I'm afraid to play the game. <laughs> I've seen people play it before. I've seen people play it before, and it look it it just feels so real. It feels like it's actually hunting you. That it that it's intelligent. That it's an intelligent force. You know, that's trying to eat you. It's actually kind of fucking annoying. And it's scary in the way that it in the way that it works because f- it's like it's like fucking hell. Like I don't fuck with that. <laughs> like like half the time in the game I that I that, that I was in there, like I was I would I would progress through like a certain room, and you would get mm-hmm. to another area. Like when you're in one area, the alien is hunting you the entire time. It's making its rounds. It's, it's the slightest sound and it fucking pounces. I mean, it goes straight to you and you have mm-hmm. to hide immediately. And then you progress to another area and the alien just magically knows to fucking start walking into that area. Like, it was actually kind of annoying at a certain point that I was like, God damn it, this motherfucker won't leave me alone, bro. Like, there yeah. were points where I was stuck in a locker and I, I just couldn't exit the locker. Every single time I exited the locker, I heard him walk back and I was like, God damn it, right back into the locker. Like, here I fucking go. I'm <laughs> like, it's fucking annoying, bro. Stuck with you like, at a certain a point, you got to get balls out and try to sprint to your area. But the yeah. second you sprint, it hears you and it runs right to you. Oh. It's 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 That's a difficult scary. it's a difficult enemy to to, yeah. to surpass. Talk about adrenaline inducing. It's 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 a great game because it's a great introduction to the to the universe. You know, I mean the uh, the premise. You don't have to know too much about the premise, but mm. it's definitely a nod to the movies. You wouldn't have to see the movie to play the game. No, kind of not of at thing. all. Not yeah. at all. Um, so so it's, it's approachable. 
it's, it's a digestible. It is approachable because yeah. there is a premise. You do need to understand something, but they explain it pretty well in the yeah. game to where you don't necessarily have to see the movie in the in you know to, to you understand know, what's you happening. You need to know the lore, right? Yeah. Because all they say is that uh, you so you play as Amanda Ripley. Um, she is the daughter of. Um, Ellen Ripley, who's played by Sigourney Weaver in the original oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Um, so Mama, Mama Ripley, bro. Right, and at the end of those movies, oh, Sigourney, um, Weaver, Sigourney Weaver ends up kind of drifting in space. Um, so in the in mommy, bro. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. God, come on. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and fucking Alien, bro. The first, and Alien and Aliens. Oh, oh. She can be my fucking alien mommy, dude. God damn. <laughs> She can fucking kill aliens for me any day, dude. Yeah, she God can she can damn. spank you with the fucking and even the now, bro, alien even, machine that she gets. Fuck yeah, dude. The the fucking cargo bot, the cargo exoskeleton. Yeah, bro, she can fuck. Yeah, she's what still, an iconic scene. Yeah, what I mean, even to this day, bro, she's aged like a fine one. She can still get it, bro. Fuck. <laughs> she's my dummy mommy, dude. Dummy mom. Dummy mommy, bro. I'm not afraid. We don't king shame, but I don't king shame. For we don't it. king shame here. We've said that. That's the Sigourney unofficial Weaver, motto man. of nerds and slurred words. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Four course meal, bro. You, you play as Amanda Ripley. You, like I said, you, it's her daughter. Um, and they basically explain throughout the game that you are her daughter and that you're looking for her because she, she went missing in space and she was part of the yeah. uh, the initial expeditions to a certain planet and yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the whole thing, <laughs> the whole premise is that uh, they found the black box from her ship. Yeah. And so, as Amanda Ripley, you go to a ship that is the one that captured this black box. So, you're going to investigate it. And when you get there, the whole fucking ship is fucked. As aliens tend to do. Yeah. So, you don't know what is happening on the ship. But when you first hail it, like, nobody reaches back to you in contact. Um, Eventually, you decide to do a spacewalk. And then, you know, long story short, you end up on the ship. You're alone. You're split up from your group, and I mean, it's the it's the point of it is isolation. You know, the point of it is, it's got no multiplayer. It's a single player game, and the point of it is like literally uh, single player survival. And as you progress yeah. through the story, you gain you know progressively stronger weapons, and you get creative with your because there's even a crafting element. Um, so you can craft you can craft um, like pipe bombs and smoke bombs and flashbangs and. Uh, Molotovs, different things like that. Um, and it actually, the game almost works with the physics that you would think would work. Um, so, like, for example, uh, there's an EMP bomb. If there's androids in the area, you can throw an EMP bomb, and just like you would expect, the androids get disabled. Mm. Um, they don't stay disabled. They come back to life eventually. But, you know, and, and then, like, for example, the alien... I mean, you can shoot the fucking alien in the face. It's not going to care. It's going to it's going to it's going to be like ow and then it's going to come after you and fucking murder you anyways with the iconic like stabbing through the stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it puts a face hugger on you or whatever, but the spine tail. Yeah. That yeah. fucking that that spike tail that it has spike in the back tail, of it. Yeah. But, so what do the androids turn on you? I don't understand. So are they like It's actually so Siegson is the the uh, company that manufactures the ship that you are on. Yeah. It's it's um they basically are like a, a trading company, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's kind of an outdated company actually because mm. in the day and age that you're living in in the game you are actually like androids are much further along like androids are actually oh. almost indistinguishable for humans they're they're more advanced right they're like i said they're almost indistinguishable from humans the thing that sets them apart is that they speak with a british accent so humans speak with an american accent like us and then androids will speak with a british accent is what seems to set them apart um 
But it's a really like shitty distinction, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it is kind of weird. <laughs> like, but what if it's just a British dude? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I mean, uh, so but when you get to the ship, the androids that are there are like outdated androids, and they're mm-hmm. clearly androids. Like you can see them; they're all bald. Mm-hmm. They don't have like normal looking skin. They they have like pale looking skin. Mm, uh, they look they look animatronic, they're and old. their voices do not yeah. sound like human voices. They're their older, eyes glow. They're like, older models. Yeah, and and. So, so you have to kind of explore the lore of the game, but it basically gets into like Seekson is a failing company, and the the ship is actually about to be decommissioned, um, and you know an alien gets onto the ship, and actually they were they were almost intending for it to happen. Um, they wanted to study the specimen and stuff, and as part of that, they decided to turn the androids and the humans and kill off any human life so that they could uh, you know obtain the alien specimen. It's it's a war machine, is what they want to use it as. Uh, which is actually the the origins of the alien. If you the if you know anything morph. about the lore, um, the the alien is actually part of an ancient battleground, um, and they created it to fight predator. Uh, you know the the original predators. They're they're a race, and so alien was created to fight them in a in an ancient battleground by the engineers. I think. Um, which have you is seen? That an alien. What the engineers or like that story, that background story? That's that yeah, that's that's lore. It's it's part of uh, Alien versus Predator. I think is when they explain that. Yeah, but I don't know if that's is that canon. I don't know. I think so. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, because well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think ex- so. I think an expert so, on Alien. I do enjoy the movies, but I, I'm not an expert. I, I really enjoy the movies. I mean, I, yeah. I enjoy the whole aesthetic of it. I mean, if you think about it, you yeah, know, some and, good and, comics too. And it's it's kind of interesting because Mark they have wait wait. They have fucking comics. I have comic books, bro. Yeah, really. Yeah, Predator versus Alien, Predator comic books. Alien I didn't even comics. know that. Holy shit! Yeah, As someone who loves Alien, damn. I guess yeah. I gotta fucking read those. Yeah, I'm sure they sell them on Amazon. Shit. Um, but so ah, now I lost my train of thought. God damn it. <laughs> um, fuck me. It's a great universe, though. It's, oh, um, crazy good. So one of the things that I love about it the most is the aesthetic that they try to push. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you mentioned it's a futuristic universe, and it is. It takes yeah. place in like twenty two hundred or twenty one hundred something. So two hundred years from our current day, yeah, yeah, approximately one hundred to two hundred years after today. Um, and what they do is they look at it from the perspective of somebody in the eighties, because that's when the original movies were released, yeah. right? So, like, if you think of Back to the Future, for example, yeah, yeah, they, I mean, the the movie was set in twenty twenty, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the the last movie, or, or like Back to Blade the Future Runner, 3 is. Blade Runner is set in 2017, 2020. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, to what they consider the future, which is yeah. 40 years in, in, in the future for they them. They should have made it longer because we were nowhere near. Yeah, that we're nowhere near the technology they thought we would have, which is yeah, kind of disappointing, actually. Yeah. Kind of speaks to what we thought yeah. we would have. Flying cars and shit and Blade Runner. It's well, uh, even, in, even in Back to the Future, they had flying cars. Yeah, true, 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 true. They had... They had flying cars. They had hoverboards. They had True. the self-tying Nike shoes. Yeah. Those are pretty well, dope, Well, those actually. are cool. They ma- I think they made those, right? I think they did, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of difficult to manufacture something like that that automatically tightens to the, yeah. to the, the wearer. To you your know? ankle width. Uh, well, because it's not just the... Uh, I think it's meant to be like the shoe size adjusts automatically, mm-hmm. too. Um, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah. So, but I mean, you think about the looking at it through the... the, the, the spectacle of someone in the 80s or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So they see the technology that we have, yeah. but they try to imagine what technology would look like 40 years or 50 years in, or 150 years in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they designed Alien, I mean, the computers are black and green. Yeah. 
you know the the super advanced <laughs> technology systems that they have. They got the whole super the old mainframe stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah. they don't even have color GUIs. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. the GUIs, like the the <laughs> graphical user interfaces. They don't even have color GUIs. I mean, talk about yeah. They, Talk they about have, advancement in that area of technology. Exactly, for sure. they have such basic interfaces, yet they have ships that can go light speed. They have that can go yeah faster than light. Yeah, yeah I mean they have uh, faster than light drives. What, what the fuck is that process called? Where you Warp, freeze yourself when you what? When you freeze yourself? Cryo, cryogenesis. Yeah, when yeah. they have cryostasis. When you, they have cryostasis sleep. Yeah, yeah. Like they're so advanced, you know. They, Which we what, technically do have in our day and age. Do we really? Yeah, there's people that freeze themselves that hope that in the future that they're they're dying. They're people that are at the end of their lives or have chronic illnesses, and they've agreed to be cryogenically frozen. It's it's like for rich people. There's oh, like sure. a, there's like a plant in like Iowa or some shit where they freeze the people, yeah, and that they hope that they can be revived in a later age, like some Walt Disney shit where, where they like like that theory that Walt Disney's head is frozen somewhere, yeah, that they can revive them with <laughs> with like badass technology in the future. That's what the hope of the people that's that are be dying some back is. for blood type shit, bro. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's gonna uh, be the end of the world. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So that so the company that does it takes their money, freezes them, and I don't know. Some of them I think are already pronounced like dead. And so on the time of their death, they instantly like freeze them, and then and so that way when they're the hope is that they can revive them. Yeah, when they're thawed out, when they if they ever do thaw them out, the company will kind of fund them to be revived with the technology of the current day. Interesting, but I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, uh, so to us and, it and seems maybe kooky. we have something like, like to that. me it seems kooky in this day and age, but who knows? Well, but it's also a very different type of cryostasis because in yeah. the sh- yeah in they the, have like little the, pods with the glass on them and stuff. well, the, and in this, the, in the, the series people, in the yeah. in the universe of Alien, yeah, yeah. Um, cryostasis is meant more for travel to travel. Yeah, it's yeah. sleeping so that you don't really have to experience the years in between travel because even at so you don't age. even at light speed, it's going to be years before you reach certain destinations at certain distances. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so, so it's not really faster than light. It's just right. Well, it's it's, it's uh, the speed of light, which pro- is the the fastest anything can go. I think. Yeah, propulsion. It's propulsion uh, at light. Yeah, light. Well, speed, it's, okay. Yeah. So to be get to get technical here, it's yeah, the yeah. speed of light in a vacuum. Speed of light in a vacuum. Yeah. Because light can actually be slowed down by certain mediums. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, um. So yeah, the the it's 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 interesting to see because I mean you see the the black and white interfaces. I mean you see like the. The padded walls on the edge of the yeah. on the edge of the space the spaceships that they have, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like the uh, the androids that some are realistic and some are not. They and still got the tube screens, the tube. Uh, what are they called? Yeah, like the old yeah, school tube. Yeah, screens. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, instead of like flat screens nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ancient. You know what they have. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's part of the aesthetic, in, though. It's part of the aesthetic. Of well, exactly, and that's what makes it. And, and yeah. Alien Isolation captures that because even in nowadays, I mean, even I think Alien Isolation was originally released in like 2013 or 2014. No, I mean, maybe it was later than that, actually. Yeah, I think it's er- maybe even earlier. Oh, no. I don't want to say that's right. No, I don't, think it, was, right. I don't think it was earlier than that. Um, I would have to check on that. But it was released, you know, not too, too long ago. But, I mean, they obviously yeah. had a better idea on the technology that we have. Obviously, by then we had color TVs and flat screens yeah. and shit like that. Um, but they still chose to stick with that aesthetic. You know, they still chose to, in the game, to maintain that, that 20- sort of 80s aesthetic. October 2014. October 2014. Okay, so it wasn't that far off. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. Yeah. Which, also, graphics of that game, very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. They're not like... You know, ultra realistic, like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Yeah, but they're super fucking good. They really are they're fantastic. Damn good animation. Yeah, 
What's the company that makes it? Creative Insemi- Creative Assembly and Feral Interactive. Hmm. There you go. Whenever uh, I wonder what else they make. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I I think the the aesthetics, the physics of the game, you know, like the like like I said, you you progressively gain oh, more total- damaging weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, like. I mean, you start off with like a revolver, for example, and you work your way up to a flamethrower and a shotgun. <laughs> and it does nothing to the alien. The flamethrower, the way well, it doesn't kill the alien, yeah. but the flamethrower scares it away. Which is mm. the same thing with like Molotovs. Like if you if you're creative enough early on when you learn the Molotov crafting recipe, mm-hmm. um, you can you can actually defend yourself pretty well against the alien. You just toss a Molotov out and scare the shit out of it. It's, yeah. It works pretty they well. Don't like fire, yeah, yeah. Um, it burns but I mean, the there's hive. there's like the classic elements of any video game, which is like the puzzles. Um, obviously, the horror aspects. You know, you mean you you sit in a fucking locker for thirty minutes with your motion tracker out. You'll understand what I'm saying. Um, which is which has Cling. fucking happened to me. Cling. Yeah, because I'm Cling. sitting in a locker and Cling. I'm just watching it walk Cling. in circles. I know the Cling. route by heart at Cling. that point. Cling. And then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 one of the like the uh, that's something that I've watched. There's a streamer I like watching, and like I remember I was telling you Manny over text that he has like a master's in film and cinematography. Oh, huh. And so one of the movies that we watched, he has like a film class. Uh, and so one of the movies that we watched a couple of months ago as like a film class. So he streams and he does it on Amazon uh, Amazon Prime. And so, because Twitch is owned by Amazon, if he does it on Amazon Prime, he can do watch parties. And so everybody who's streaming can watch it with him. And so that's what we do. We watch uh, part of that, like, community. And uh, we watched Alien. And he said that that was, like, one of the best choices they could have done in terms of, like, technology. And building the suspense of the soundscape, like, the how they use the sound with that, the motion, the motion tracker, yeah. and how the, the beep gets, can like, higher pitched as the thing is coming towards you. And higher pitched and faster. And faster. And so he said that that was, like, a really incredible, like, not only soundscape design, but, like, uh, like, like the future piece of technology design to like you know get you into the suspense thriller atmosphere to get that the fucking blood pumping, yeah the blood bro. pumping that you know that something's coming but you don't know where it is or what it is and they don't see anything so yeah that it builds a suspense and well like, and that, and that's a, pretty a great common, suspense building element that's a pretty common the, theme the movie, in general of the movie in, in soundscapes yeah. I mean if you look at yeah, any yeah. soundscape I mean uh like it, even if it's just an orchestra you know one of the most common things that you hear when they like to build suspense is they get violins they use dissonance. Uh, like yeah, where they, yeah, they have yeah. notes that don't seem to go together and they progressively get yeah, higher yeah, pitched yeah. as it seems like danger is imminent. You know what I mean? It's just a it's just a natural way for humans yeah. to react. I wonder if that's because like when humans are scared that we shriek that we oh shit, I dropped the thing, but that we shriek. Uh, I don't know what it is, but um that we shriek is that I wonder if that's why we associate like higher pitched noises with like suspense I don't know, maybe. Or, uh, or, or danger perhaps. Yeah. Maybe that's like an evolutionary thing. Well and I think I think it's like Yeah. I mean, because uh, like a lot of animals would do that, they'll they'll make a call. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they'll call like something loud so that to let to let their other like, especially if they're like pack creatures, to let other members of the society or pack, yeah, uh, know that there's danger imminent. Like the prairie dogs do that, wolves do that. I mean, a lot of animals do that. Hyenas. Well, and like uh, like even even the soundscapes in Alien Isolation, which by the way, fantastic soundscapes. Yeah, because because. If Talk you, about making like what it makes a game good. This is the music, you know? And, and, we, same, and we've talked about same, this same thing with movies as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it it really it really makes it iconic. It really it really emphasizes the setting. Yeah, yeah. Because like it especially in you. Alien yeah, Isolation, there's you. a lot of um, I can't I don't know exactly the instrument, but it sounds almost like flutes mm. that they use, and Spooky. it gives almost like a desert Star Wars vibe yeah. kind of that you get. I mean, when when you're on uh, <laughs> Binary uh, Suns, exactly. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're on uh, Tatooine, I think is yeah. when 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 we get that when we get that that sort of yeah. flute music. Um, but it's a trumpet, I think, actually. I don't know, but anyways, yeah. um, the, I mean, in Alien Isolation, it sounds a lot more like a flute. It's definitely not. It's definitely not brass instruments. Yeah. Um, but there are times when it's almost meant to make you feel safe, mm. and then it immediately cuts yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. and just transitions to something that just makes your heart absolutely <laughs> fucking rip out of your chest. I mean, there yeah, are times good. there that's are times good. where like the second that I open a door and you're like fuck my, my, like I'm holding a mouse and keyboard and I yeah. fucking throw the mouse across the room you're bro. like fuck. as soon as I open the door I'm like holy shit like I, I absolutely shit my pants right there. You can see the waveform explains that right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's good. That's good that it's makes the, you feel that way. It's the best feeling of immersion in yeah, a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, Alien Isolation, I've had several plays through it, playthroughs at this point. Yeah. The first time I played it was on easy just because I wanted to kind of get the story and all that. Yeah, yeah. The second time I played it... So the first time I played it was on Xbox. It was when mm. I was younger. I think it was in high school when I played it first. Um, the second time that I played it was not too long ago, actually, it was several months ago, because Epic actually released it for free on the Epic Game Store at one mm, point. Mm, mm, mm. I played it on PC, mouse and keyboard. Oh my god, such a good! It still holds up to this day. I mean, such yeah. a good game. Uh, one of the things that I wish they would make, create. Excuse me, I, I burped. One no, of the things okay. that I wish that they would create a co-op for it, because hmm. I would love. To be able to strategize certain things in that game, yeah. Like for example, if there are enemies in front of you, I would like to be able to coordinate like a bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one of you acts as the bait and maybe lures players towards you, and maybe maybe even draws a firefight. Yeah. While yeah. the other player goes and obtains the objective, kind of thing. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I see. Um, I mean, the game itself has elements like that that are really really good. You know, yeah. they they have a lot of. Um, really fun interaction that you can create um, yeah, a lot yeah. of fun elements in your fights because uh, the crafting becomes super essential um, to your survival like at a mm. certain point especially if you're playing on expert the way that I did the second time yeah um, I don't know if I explained that but I the second time I played it on expert um, or whatever the hardest difficulty is I can't remember it but yeah. it definitely becomes essential to use everything at your disposal because you will 100% attract the alien because mm. One of the one of the biggest mechanics is that, like for example, if you're in a fight against androids or if you're in a fight against humans, mm. if you fire a shot, the alien is going to come find you, mm. and it's going to murder everyone in sight. Whether it's you, whether it's androids, whether it's humans, it's going to slaughter everybody. So, like one of the strategies would be like shoot and then hide, yeah, and then watch it kill everything. One hundred percent. Sometimes it's going to be there. Some yeah, exactly. You attracted yeah. it, and officially now you're in hiding mode. You yeah. know, there's a part where you can be aggressive. And there's a point where you're in hiding mode. And yeah. there were several times during my playthrough where, like, I had no option but to shoot. Like, I wasn't even thinking of attracting the alien. Yeah. But, like, uh, fucking, I would open a door and there was a, an NPC right there. I would immediately, I mean, just instinctively, I would try to swing at them. But if they were too far, I would fire. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, I had no other option. I was going to die. Yeah. So I would fire. And as soon as I fired, like, the back of my head, I was like, fuck, I need to get out of here. I need to hide. Yeah. Because I knew exactly what was coming. Because, and you hear it. As soon as you fire, the music drops. Like, you hear you hear the, the cellos go in and the violins just, Ugh. they go through, like, that deep, that, uh, that they go through the phonetic scale on a, on a, you know, like a dissonance yeah. almost. Oh, good. And and you can you can feel the soundscape change. You can feel the I environment feel around the you fear. turn absolutely pessimistic. And, and and I'm just like I need to hide. This is where like I, I'm gonna fucking die if I don't hide. <laughs> fight or flight. It. Fight or flight. Yes, fight or flight. Absolutely. Flight, flight, flight. Absolutely. And and I go into full fight or flight mode. I go and hide Man. in the locker and I watch all the NPCs around me get slaughtered, get murdered. Yeah, I see the little motion dots just start falling off my motion cling, tracker. Cling, 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 <laughs> I see cling, them just cling. start disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. So that's my spiel. Alien Isolation, Damn. definitely. My favorite futuristic game. It's Damn. it's a really good playthrough. The time that I played it recently, it was mm-hmm. free on the Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. If you're still able to get it, I would 100% recommend trying it out. Mm-hmm. It is it is considered a horror game. I will admit there are definitely times where it's going to yeah. scare the shit out of you. It's, it's, yeah, it's probably like, like I was saying, like probably like one of the best sci-fi horror games out there. I and mean, I can't really think of a lot of sci-fi horror games. There's definitely horror like supernatural games, yeah, but yeah. there's not like a lot of sci-fi horror that I think are like great. It's, it's difficult to think of one. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, like like you know it's a good horror game when like you just see it, people playing, and you're like, fuck no, I'd never play that. Yeah, <laughs> like Outlast, bro. Yeah, fuck no, I'd never play that. So. Well, and, and the, I mean, I guess parting note is if you decide to play this game, mm-hmm. there are going to be points where you are absolutely frozen in your tracks. Like you are in a locker and you just can't do anything. Like you're just like you see the alien in just front of you and hide. you're just like, fuck, I cannot do anything. Yeah. I'm going to give you a tip right now. Sometimes you got to just nut up or shut up. Like yeah, just sometimes. Run. So, exactly, bro. Run. Sometimes you got you pull out a Molotov, you run. run right at that motherfucker, you throw a Molotov in his face and you run right past him. And you just hope to God that he's like screeching. It's like that was actually pretty good. I know, I know, that was pretty accurate. So yeah, it's like shooting its little you know mouth muncher thing that comes out of its maw. The mouth muncher, (laughs) the ass muncher that comes out of its fucking face. Muncher, (laughs) the little heart stabber thing, whatever. Yeah, dude, the fucking face stabber. Yeah, face stabber. I think more often it it just fucking shanks you in the face. Yeah, yeah, because it'll like yeah, it'll shank you in the face. So or eat your stomach. Like in uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Where it's like a pregnant lady, and then they just eat her stomach, bro. Oh, eat the baby. Fuck. It's fucked up, dude. It is fucked up. It's great, though. Fucking love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. So I guess that's a great that's a great choice, man. I was like, fuck. Like, I, honestly, I hadn't had a lot of time to. Th- I mean, I came up with the question, but I didn't even really think about it. And um, I did have an answer, though. I kind of thought I thought about it slightly. Um, my I guess my answer is Dune. I think the Dune universe is really interesting. Really? Yeah, because I watched Dune for the first time. I had never heard of it before since they announced the new movie, and it's on HBO Max. And I have HBO Max because of my internet. My is inter- it really? Yeah, it's on oh, HBO I'm Max. watching it then. The oh, original. Dune, I have not heard of it either. It's so confusing, bro. I watched it for the first time, and it's a great film. It kept me engrossed the entire time, uh-huh. but it only kept me engrossed because I didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> like, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Half of the time, yeah. it's definitely one of those movies you have to watch again and then appreciate like all the stuff that happens. Yeah, and, and it's definitely a movie that um, 
Like, I would appreciate going to, like, that streamer who kind of breaks down the film for you in the film class. I greatly appreciate his insight so I can understand the movie better. I've only ever, it, bro. Yeah, I've only ever seen it once. But, um, but yeah, like, I would like to watch it with his opinion and see what he says about it. So it's let definitely me ask you something a great quick. sci-fi movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. It has, it's kind of like a Star Wars-esque in a way, even though I think it came out before Star Wars. And it's kind of like a Blade Runner-esque. It, it's like in this golden age or like, you know, like an alien-esque. Kind of came out in this golden age of like old school sci-fi where where it's like, you know, very... The set, 80s is definitely that golden yeah, age. Yeah, the old school, you know, old school sci-fi classics. Um, and, and it's just, there's a lot of lore, there's a lot of lore present that they don't bother to explain. So they just kind of throw you into the universe and you learn about the universe as you go. I feel like, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of the alien, to yeah, be honest. And yeah, they've expanded yeah. upon that at yeah, this and point. I, and I think that's what makes a good, uh, that's what makes a good, that's a, what makes a good setting good, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Because it makes people want to learn more. The mystery like, that's why is it, it like this? How do these people get to this? How did the society get where it is? Why are these people like this? Why do they serve this creature? Like, I remember <laughs> there's a creature in Dune that comes out. And there's like a human empire and there's houses, right? Like kind of like in Game of Thrones. Uh And so each house is like not cool with each other. They all hate each other, the different houses, right? And each house is very different. They have different ideals and standards. And so uh, like there's the human emperor and there's like these mystic ladies, like this order of sisters that are like not human, but they're like uh, psychic of some kind. and, And like, I don't know, it's really weird. And then there's like this giant space slug thing like almost like a Jabba the Hutt but it's I like was a, just thinking like of a, that like shit a, it's like a giant space maggot and it, it's like in this giant <laughs> like giant container and so it has like a retinue of other creatures that follow around with it and speak for it and so the giant space you know maggot comes and speaks with the like the human emperor and he's like hey like you can't um I, I need you to kill like the youngest son of house uh, fucking Pallades or Atreides, whatever House it's Lannister. called. House, yeah, House Ladies or because tra- he's like a he's a prophesized to become like a great leader, and I need him dead because if he's dead, then I can like uh. Keep well, then he ru- can't become a great leader. Keep ruling, and these creatures control spice, and spice is like the I think is a fuel for like interstellar travel, so that's why it's really important. Okay, and so in the in that Dune universe, I, I mean, like again, I don't understand it hundred percent, and so if there's a lot of like if there's big Dune fans out there, they're probably like murder me. But like I think that's what it is. Spice is a is a is an important fuel to like uh like a, a power. I think interstellar travel or like warp travel, perhaps. And um, these space maggots, they're like a race of aliens that have the monopoly on space travel, and so you need the space maggots to like do interstellar travel or some shit like that. And so that's why they all like the humans all like kind of obey them. Yeah. Um, the emperor obeys them because like the space maggots, like hey, if you don't kill this guy. I'm going to fuck over your spice supply. And so everyone wants spice. And so there's like a, this planet Arrakis, which is like a, a, a sand world, kind of like Tatooine. And there's like these giant sandworms. And there's sounds people. like it sounds like fucking Mad Max almost. Yeah, except it, he's using water instead of spice. Yeah. And so like and so like the people on Arrakis are like have spice in them because the spice is mined on Arrakis. And so people, they like naturally infused with them. And oh, so they got, they, that's like a, like a fucking yeah. Adam and Eve kind and of so thing there's now, another, Bioshock. There's another house that owns Arrakis and they mistreat the people that live there, especially the indigenous people. Um, and so when the house Pallades come around, the other house leaves a trap for them and they kill all the people in house Pallades. And so the kid has to run away and he's like prophesized. He has like this dream. And I don't know if you've ever heard the say, saying fear is the mind killer. 
Uh-huh. But that's where that's that's from. It's from Dune. And how, so he, how old is this movie? It's like from the 19, 1980s, 1970s, yeah. So um, so the, uh, the again, like you, I had yeah. never I had never heard of the original movie. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailers. It's coming for down on the twenty second. That's why I kind of I, I bought my ticket to go see it already. So did you really? Yeah. I've 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 seen the trailer for the new movie. The only reason I'm honestly interested in it, yeah. Is because Hans Zimmer composed it. Oh yeah, he was Ooh. the one that that composed Ooh, the, the Interstellar. Ooh. Hans Zimmer fucking killed it with the Interstellar score, bro. Oh my god, I fucking love Hans Zimmer, dude. What a great score! For I, I saw a TikTok of him like kind of promoting Dune or whatever, and he yeah. talks about how it's actually one of the most interesting movies that he's seen. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy to me because I'm like, okay, and I think wait, there's a lot of me fucking Hans Zimmer. I, I think there's a like it's kind of like it has never had kind of the following that Star Wars has had, and so I think because of that, it hasn't had like a chance to explain some of the like cool badass stories in in that universe, and I, I feel like it's underrated. It's a cult classic. That hasn't been greatly appreciated, and and like the effects yeah. are not the best. Like I think Star Wars effects are better, honestly. Um, maybe that's why it's more popular. But Dune is definitely cool. It's definitely up there with the sci-fi classics, and I think it's really cool. I think it deserves to be explored more as a universe, as a setting. There Wait, should be more the, stories. Who's the director of Dune? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So one thing yeah. I will say, Hans Zimmer of tends the new, to work of with the Christopher new Dune Nolan the, a lot, or the original Dune, the new Dune. I don't know. Hans Zimmer works with Christopher Nolan a lot. Yeah. Because Hans Zimmer did Inception, yeah. he did Interstellar, yeah. and he also did The Dark Knight. Yeah, you can look uh, it up. He did I mean, Dunkirk. I can Google it. I can Google who the director He also did Gladiator. Gladiator. Fuck, dude. Dude, that, that, that video that when he's dying and the, that like vocalist, I don't know who it is, but it's great, bro. It makes me cry, bro. The ending of Gladiator makes me cry. I'm like, he's going to with his family. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I fucking get emotional. <laughs> he's finally going to be with them. He's a dying honorable death. Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. Makes me sob. Never mind. It's uh, yeah. Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, so I don't know who that is. Another another guy. I, I've never I'm heard sure of him before. I'm but. sure he's an accomplished actor if he's taking on the mantle of Dune, which is like, again, a cult classic. And I think the the trailers that I've seen of Dune, of the new Dune, that's, I think... That's ma- him. I, don't, I have no idea who he make is. It, well, I don't know. I make it uh, very approachable. I think that the Dune universe kind of... You know, deserves more stories to be told in it. I don't think I think it's kind of a cult classic. It's under a little bit underappreciated, even though it's a great sci-fi story that kind of begets this larger universe where there's a lot of you know uh, lore behind it of, of the you know histories of of how these characters got to where they are and how these uh, you know uh, you know narrative drivers are present in the story and how how they got to be there. And so I think Dune is is a good example of a story of a sci-fi setting that I that I think is really cool. It's really interesting, uh, simply because it's yeah, like I said, it hasn't been explored. I think there's a lot of potential to, for the stories to be told in that universe. And I'm hoping this new Dune, which looks very digestible, like it looks like a very approachable kind of modernized version of it, because I was telling uh, I was telling Manny before the uh, before we got cut off that the original Dune is kind of a little dialogue heavy, and the the dialogue in it is uh, the scripting in it is a little like pretentious, like it's kind of hard to understand exactly what is happening, especially narratively, plot wise. There's yeah. a lot of things. In, there's like the alien, the space maggots that <laughs> that like control you know, the spies. I, I asked this, but I mean, it's uh, weird. I I, I realize yeah. I already asked this. Yeah, we're, yeah. I, well, we're getting we got cut off, so yeah, I need to yeah. re ask this. Yeah, but when you say pretentious. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, to me, pretentious seems like it would be like gatekeepy almost. No, 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 no. Um, I just mean that it's a little bit uh, 
are, are like very a little bit aloof. Like they expect you to do some homework on the movie that it doesn't oh, okay. that, is, that is, it doesn't hand you the plot. And and so some people might just call that good. You know, some people might call that good. But a lot of times, especially in modern movies, the plots are very easy to understand. Yeah. And so in this movie, it's not. It's well, like I think, you I have think to. Mo- I think most modern movies just yeah. kind of assume that the audience. Yeah. Knows nothing. Yeah. You know maybe. I mean? Maybe. Yeah. And I think. I think. I don't know. I mean, almost to me, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, they're just trying to make it more accessible to the most amount of people possible because they want to mm-hmm. make the most money out of it. And right? so, without understanding the lore of of kind of Dune, you wouldn't understand half of the characters. Yeah. And so you kind of have to do your homework and kind of research. And it, and it's one of those movies that kind of like the like I said, as a first time watcher, there there are several movies that I watch and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And those are the movies that have always stayed with me. So Dune is one of those movies where the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'm here, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the ride, Habibi, but I don't know what the fuck is happening. Habibi, I'm here I, I'm, I appreciate the art. I appreciate the visual effects. I appreciate the plot and the acting, but I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Well, like, and you know, the, yeah. this, this new movie is kind of interesting. Like, yeah. they cast Timothy Chalamet, I yeah, think, yeah, is yeah, one yeah. of the main characters. I think he's going to be a great, uh, I don't know what the character's name is, but he's like the main character, but uh, he's like the prophesied, like he's the, you know, yeah. the well, new and leader. He, and he's yeah. actually, at, he's worked with Han. Zimmer before, yeah, because he was in Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's worked with Christopher Nolan. If that's the case, yeah. The other movie that I saw him in that was actually a really good movie that I think oh. uh, was uh, The King. The King. What a really uh, that was yeah. such a good movie. It was a great that movie. was also a really good movie. Um, he does a really good job of kind of being an underdog almost in that movie. Yeah, nobody expects anything from him, as, uh, especially yeah. because he's such a scrawny looking guy. As the in that boyish, movie. the boy king. Yeah, yeah, and and he really proves himself on battlefield. He proves himself in blood. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Timothy Chalamet, I think is a is a really good choice for yeah. the kind of character that that it seems to be in Dune. Because again, I know nothing about Dune. I yeah, absolutely yeah. know nothing. Well, about he's it. kind of playing a similar role. He's kind of playing this the role of the. Uh, the the kind of you know the son uh of a, of like a dynasty of a house in, in this universe he's the son of a very powerful like uh house or he's the son of the patriarch of a house of very influential humans bro. Like, that are part of this empire bro yeah. yeah I don't mean to interrupt you right now it's it's pouring again oh that oh, too oh what what's up rip uh, well, there's going to be some background noise. There's some, <laughs> there's some ASMR for you guys. Yeah, some peaceful rain noises. So I just realized Timothy Chalamet was also cast as Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, the young Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the new, in the new movie Wonka. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. coming out in like 2022 or 2023. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I, I just, I, I don't know why that memory slapped me in the <laughs> face right now. I saw a, a picture of him yeah, as Willy in, Wonka. The, in the iconic purple yeah. sort of, uh, the, you know, coat top, the top that hat. he wears with the top hat and, and the, the cane. cane. Yeah. yeah, Timothy Chalamet was cast in, this, in that movie as well. I think he's going to be a good Willy. He's going to be a good Willy Wonka. I think, it's a very, I think he's going to have to be a very dynamic actor to be able to take on a role like that yeah because Willy Wonka's kind of kind of kind of kooky kooky um yeah. almost eccentric yeah very <laughs> very eccentric yeah I mean, eccentric is probably the way I would describe it. goes to like some exotic land discovers cocoa beans and then like hires all the natives to <laughs> cocoa beans in his factories yeah it's all a, the fucking like one foot tall natives yeah the bro. oompa loompas bro like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So fucking weird um, but uh, yeah, colonizer. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking colonizer, bro. No, but uh, um, imperialism. Loki, Loki, kind of true though. Um, but 
At least he, at least he pays his the, the name. <laughs> at least he, he pays the name. Pay yeah, a he fair pays wage, them. and he houses them. Yeah, too. He houses them as well. So uh, at least he does that. At least we assume it's a fair wage. Yeah, we we assume it's a fair wage. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So I'm kind of excited for this new Dune movie. I, I like the Dune universe because it's one of the like I get one of those movies that I personally has stayed with me that that wanted me to that motivated me to learn more about the universe so I could understand the movie, the plot of the movie. Dude, I mean um, the, the trailers themselves. Yeah, which is. Uh, in my opinion, uncharacteristic of trailers nowadays. Yeah. The trailers explain nothing about the movie. Yeah, which there's I think a, there's is really fucking good. worms. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. fucking the big Alaskan bullworm. Like there's that fucking <laughs> shit in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or big hairy Alaskan the, bullworm, whatever the, the fuck it's called. The dune worms. Yeah. yeah. What the, those are pretty clearly shown in the trailer, but yeah. Nowadays, I think the problem with trailers in most cases is that they show way too much of the movie. Yeah, like, like they, said, they give away yeah. a lot more of the plot than they should. And Dune does fucking none of that. Like I don't, good. I don't, I don't know anything about the and movie. I think that's that's just remin- by watching the trailer. I think that's reminiscent of the original movie itself. Again, like I said, it's one of those movies that you do, like. I didn't understand, you know, half of the time what kind of like what was happening. Yeah, because I didn't understand the lore of the universe. But it, again, like that's why I think that 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 uh, Dune is good because it makes you want to wonder about those things. Kind of yeah. like Star Wars about Star Wars, but the larger universe that Star Wars is set in. That's why why I joined, you know, enjoyed such. Such success that it has is that there's been an ability and in d- demand from the fan base for there to be stories told in the larger universe, and I think that's that's what Dune is demand, deserved. Well, demand and budget, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's what Dune is deserved as well. And I'm hoping that with this new resurgence, this new you know uh, reboot of Dune, that it will get kind of that that fan base, and that that it'll be a push. There'll be a demand from consumers to watch more Dune content. You think you think Dune um, could ever get like a mini series on the side like Oh, 100%. Like I said, I think it's a world a setting that begets more stories to be told. You think so? To expand, to explore the the universe that Dune is set in. Because it's very interesting. There's a lot of interesting memorable characters. Yeah. Like I said the space maggots, the empire of humans, um there's like the well, there's see, a house. Yeah. I got none of that from the trailer. Yeah, like yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. there were houses in this. Yeah, fucking yeah. Thing. House like, of Trades, and there's another house with the bad guys that are. He's like this. He has this like technology that allows him to float, and he's just this nasty, disgusting, like fat. He likes like he like sucks these the serums out of people, and he uses it on himself. He's like infested. He's like infected. It's Ugh. it's really weird. Like I'm telling you, like I said, this is one of those movies that stays with you because you don't know what the fuck is happening. But yeah, it's really good. It's really it's, you know another movie that reminds me of that is Prometheus, and Prometheus is actually one of the alien movies. It is. It's an alien. It's pre- where we're first introduced to the yeah. engineers. A- alien prequel, and I, yeah. I and I remember watching it and then not like watching it because I thought it was a cool sci-fi movie and you know different sci-fi movie. And at the end, they hit you with the alien. I'm like. I, I just never expected that. It took a turn that I never expected. And so when I first watched it, I was like, oh, shit. That's fucking cool. Well, and, 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 I, and, and I think, uh, yeah. David, so, the yeah. Uh, the British guy in that is is an android. Yeah, he's an android. Yeah. yeah. And, all and crazy. It, I mean, it's part, of the, it's part of the alien universe. And yes, they have that twist yeah. ending where you see the alien and everything like the that. Other, the other, the ones like the like alien covenant that follows that is, is okay, but... Yeah, the, the Prometheus is definitely one of those movies where I, it's definitely one of the favorite my favorite movies. I think I've watched it like six times, seven times. Shit, really? Yeah, I, I, that's how much I like the movie, and I really don't like movies like that because they all like die horrible deaths. It's like almost like a horror yeah, that's movie. That's Definitely what they're known for. Um, is the yeah, horror. so it's like again like a sci-fi horror. And so almost when I first time I watched, it, I didn't like it, but I I liked the ending of the Alien twist so much that I kept going back and watching it and watching it again. That's it's such that's, a yeah, fantastic. I, I really, movie. Yeah, I really love that movie. I think it's really good. I think it was really well done. 
Um, I think, you know, kind of retcon some of the stuff and like, you know, the alien universe and I don't know, like some, you know, alien fans might disagree with me. I know that the guy that I watched stream with when we watched aliens, he mentioned, you know, Prometheus and he says how Prometheus was kind of like, you know, a little, little wonky terms of like plot line. But I, I don't know. I, I just like the twist of the aliens so much at the end that I was like, you know. I, I, I personally love the connections yeah. that uh, yeah, Prometheus yeah. made. Because, I thought I mean, it was obviously really cool. it, it connected the aliens universe. It, it gave us an explanation yeah, as yeah. to the, the creation of man yeah, in that yeah. universe. Which we're, was, we were bio bro. Exactly. We were created by the engineers. By I mean, the engineers. we are our we're God. An ex- we're an experiment. Was, yeah. yeah and, and they were disappointed in us. Yeah. They, were like they the, went so far as to be like, that's a mistake. Failed, <laughs> failed creation. Um, and, and actually, in Alien Isolation, you get a peek of the ship that comes out of Prometheus. Oh, there sure. is a There is a, a mission where you get to, um, you view actually through the lens of another team that's on the ship that mm. actually landed on, on Prometheus and explored the ship and saw the, like you see the driver's seat where the engineer sat in the ship. Mm. I mean, you down to the part where you f- you find the face huggers. That's actually how the alien gets onto the, the ship in Alien Isolation is there's a face hugger that attaches itself to one of the team members of that that group. Yeah. And then that group ends up on the ship where Amanda Ripley lands and yeah. that's how the alien is introduced into that game and everything. But it, it's, it's like it goes full circle and I love it when fucking series do that, when universes yeah. do that. I mean, it's what Marvel does all the time. Yeah, the, the continuity. Yeah. yeah and and continuity. It's, it's so fucking awesome to see them plug continuity that Continuity and consistency is what, what people like, you know. They like to see their characters come back. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Dune, but I definitely am going to watch it. You know, especially based on your description so far, because um, I didn't realize there was so much lore behind it. It's, I mean, yeah, it's very, like I said, very lore heavy. Again, uh, the, I need to watch it again. I, I've only watched it once, but I need to watch it again definitely, so I can more appreciate kind of the because I didn't, even, I wasn't even paying. I was so engrossed in the plot that I wasn't even paying attention like the cinematography, yeah. the color changes, like the the soundscape. I, the soundscape is really cool too. So I think that's another part that it immersed me. I noticed that like the sound effects are really cool um but yeah it was so yeah so engrossed in the plot that I didn't really pay attention to the other kind of technical aspects of the film um yeah. and, I, and i do think that cinema 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 like cinegraphically or cinema cinematography whatever you want to call it cinematographically <laughs> cinematography yeah cinematographically i don't know if cinematography I <laughs> cinematographically <laughs> yeah cinematography ah fuck i don't know um but yeah cinematically there you go <laughs> cinematically that that uh <laughs> in terms so of long, yeah man. yeah cinematically that it's the tech the, the, the camera shots the angles are also good but i but i'm then again i'm not that you know film major so i'm probably uncultured to you're probably say that. more of a cinephile than i am yeah now. probably to to like say that but i want to say that some of the angles and the, the like the shots that they get are pretty good um kind of capture that Whew, you finished that I think it's such a boozy yeah. taste behind that. But but other than that, that's my favorite, you know, going on a tangent with Prometheus. But yeah, definitely Dune and Prometheus are up there in some of my favorite films. I'm a big fan of sci-fi. So, so it just so happens that yeah. we match up on some of our futuristic favorite sci-fi films. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like Prometheus. I mean, I love the original Aliens. I love Alien and Aliens and then Alien 3 and then the fourth one there, is, there are definitely some installments that are not yeah, the greatest yeah like the third one is they could have just cut out the third one and made the fourth one and the fourth one would have been okay <laughs> yeah um, but definitely Aliens I think Alien is great and then Alien builds upon Aliens builds upon Alien and it like kind of like kind of perfects it so I would say argue even that Aliens is better 
Um, but yeah, I like Dune. I like Alien. So yeah, we're all we're all Gucci. We're all we're all homeboys here, bro. Dune, Dune, and you know Alien Bros unite, bro. Right? They now. unite. It's like well, that, it's like the meme of the of the two guys clasping hands. They're all buff, oh, dude. And it's like two different fandoms together. Yeah. No, but what you got to do is you got to do it like Spartan style, where like they don't actually clasp hands. <laughs> they clasp like four the Boy arms. Scout, the Boy Scout fucking yeah, forearm. bro. Like where they fucking just oh, they just grasp each other's forearms. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, but there you have it, folks. Yeah. Um, some Alien Isolation, or rather the Alien Universe. Alien Isolation is definitely my favorite sci-fi futuristic video game. Um, and some Dune, which I did I did not know actually got that deep. Like, I mean, again, going back to the trailers, I I got none of that from the trailer, which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it, it keeps the, I think mo- it the is movie a good mysterious thing. While, while making you interested in watching it. Yeah, I would recommend the fact that Hans yeah. Zimmer composes. I would recommend watching the first one, and then that way you kind of have an idea of what you can expect in the second That's one. That's definitely what I'm going to do. If the second one is anything like the first one, it'll definitely be a good movie. And I've heard, because it, it came out in Europe already, and I've heard that European, because like I said, I, would, I go to that streamer's film class, and so people were saying in the film, we watched the film, and I forgot what it was, but people were saying, because somebody mentioned Dune, and so he's talking about Dune, and he's like, yeah, the, the people from Europe were saying that the Dune, since it already released over there, is good. That it's good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping the same here. Yeah. Comes out on the 22nd, you know, <laughs> go show some Dune some love so we can get some more, you know, some more uh, projects in the Dune universe, you know? Yeah, definitely. October 22nd in American theaters. Yeah. And uh, kind of wrapping it up here, make sure you guys check out the Nerds and Slurs website. We, yeah, yeah. Nerds and Slurred Words website. I'm already fucking slurring the words right there. <laughs> Uh, make sure you guys check out our website. Like I yeah. said, we got a bunch of cool stuff on there. Some blog posts, we'll be and inspired links to, all to write the podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, please go check out our articles. I which I have barely contributed to, but maybe I'll be <laughs> maybe I'll be inspired to write a Dune article so I can explain oh. some of the lore behind oh, that. Oh shit! Here do it goes. Research, do some research on that. Here yeah. it comes. He's got yeah, some really yeah, good short yeah. stories on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, some short story. Yeah, one one short story. <laughs> one short story. But also yeah. make sure to go follow uh, the TikTok, the Instagram, the ner- the fucking Twitter. Uh, nerds and slurred words on TikTok, slurred nerds on Twitter and Instagram. Um, make sure you go go follow us. Yeah, get go follow on, us. Get updates on podcasts. Get uh, random tweets throughout the day from us because yeah. we're fucking bored. Go like our shorts. Um, <laughs> go like the shorts. We should. We should. You know what we should do on our Twitter is I should like I forgot the password already, but you should give me the password and every time I watch a movie, I'll like post a little like review on there. That would yeah, actually be pretty that, cool. That'd be I'm cool, down. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll post a little like you know short yeah. Twitter review. So you guys got that to look forward to yeah. as well. So Slurred Nerds, make sure to go check us out on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, that's about all we got for today. A um, little bit late, I guess. We're, yeah. It's fucking Wednesday and we're drinking some really boozy I beer. I actually feel pretty good. I, I don't realize the rain picked up a little bit, but yeah, I don't think it, it'll be super bad. It did a little bit. But anyways, a shout out shout to out. the Makitsu monks. Makitsu, bro. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Shout out to them for making a fantastic an Belgian triple. Yeah, an excellent Belgian uh, lager. Oh, no. It, tri- ale. It's an ale. It's an ale. And a it's a triple. Excellent triple, triple ale. It's beautiful. And for a fucking weird ass bottle. I think the I think the bottles are part of the aesthetic. I think it's really cool. Actually, it is definitely pretty cool. Um, I'm interested to learn more about. I'm, Belgian I'm ales. excited to leave some of my triple triple to sit. And so, does it have to be refrigerated when it sits, or can it be sitting room temperature? <sighs> Do you know, by. I don't know much. You're about the beer it. expert here. Yeah, I need to I need to research a little bit on that yeah. because I I would I mean the thing is, is that it's already to, refrigerated. Yeah, wines are supposed to be like kind of like you know humid you know you know room temperature ish. But area, I, I right? think that they're not supposed to be refrigerated ever. If that's the case, 
Uh, and we've already refrigerated our beers. I see. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they were already... When I bought them, they were already... Yeah. They were refrigerated. Yeah. So, actually, we might need to buy them hot. Because the problem is, is that this is a top fermenting ale. Mm. Fermentation takes place at a higher temperature. So, if they're uh, sitting in a refrigerator at the degree that they're so sitting So, they won't at, ferment. They might not. Yeah. So, I what see. we might need to do is actually... Leave them out. Go buy some, some yeah. warm ones and leave them at the temperature that they're at. Because they ferment hotter, actually, than the room temperature we're in right mm. now. So, even if you left them at room temperature, they'd probably be fine. With yeah. that re-fermentation going in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways. Like some minor yeah, fermentation. Okay. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Like <laughs> I said, I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you guys leave us a review, please, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. It, it helps us out a lot because mm-hmm. it gets us the fucking, the algo, the algorithm. Yeah, it boosts us a lot. It yeah. helps us get out there. And, and make uh, sure to share with your friends if you're actually enjoying it. Share you really with your do, friends. If you do like listening to the podcast share us to your friends matt i'm calling you out share us to your friends yeah i'll share it to my friends as well i did that with one of the previous ones and it did really well so i'll continue because <laughs> i didn't do it last time yeah um uh yeah guys it's been uh, it's been great yeah go check out you know sci-fi films <laughs> and go go get some uh what, some what is it sue sue it's a great belgian beer uh my name is goya lopez i'm manny lada and this is nerds, nerds and, and slurred words baby Oh yeah. Ambrosia. Ambrosia. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.